Sports. Now it's time. We interrupt regular programming for the following presentation of high school sports. Now it's time for the Cromwell Radio Football Friday's pregame show. and welcome to week six of the high school football season. After tonight, we will be two-thirds of the way through the high school football regular season, and the fight for the playoffs is heating up. Some teams are going to try and clinch their spot in the playoffs tonight with their sixth win, while others are trying to get even closer to that magical five-win mark to become playoff eligible. My name is Eric Fry, and I'll be joined by Lane Blickham, Travis Sparks, and Todd Stapleton on the Cromwell Media Group pregame show for week six of the high school football season. Now let's not waste any time and get things underway by going to Lane Blickham with a look at teams to the north. Thank you very much, Eric. Looking forward to another exciting week of high school football. The Mattoon Green Wave fell to one and four with last week's loss to unbeaten Mount Zion. Final score was 35 to 14. Now, it's still a loss, but Mattoon is showing signs of heading in the right direction. Head coach Jared Kimbrough especially liked the way his offensive line played. The O-line did a pretty good job of getting movement on the first level, and so so the O-line played better. You know, we're not where we want to be, but we're getting there. Mount Zion built a 35-7 to lead. Many thought there might have been a running clock on the horizon for the Braves as they continued their unbeaten start to the season, but the Green Wave hung in there. Coach Kimbrough was proud of his team's effort, despite a big deficit early on. You know, our kids did a good job of battling and not giving up, and we're, we're making strides. You know, we, we've got to beat good teams. I tell them every week, you know, if you want to be a good team, you got to beat good teams, and, and we're getting closer. We just quite haven't made that turn yet, but I think it's coming. Some subtle steps in the right direction for the Green Wave, but a 1-4, and four, they now must win the final four games of the season to have a chance at the IHSA playoffs. And that, of course, begins tonight with the annual Coles County Clash at Eastern Illinois University as Matt Toon takes on 4-1 and one Charleston. The Trojans are coming in off a hard-fought win over Effingham, 21-17 to on their homecoming game. Charleston has had their troubles against Matt Toon in the Coles County Clash. Going back to 2012, the Trojans won the initial battle, 55-29. to But then there was a seven-year winning streak for the Green Wave, 56-28 in 2013, a 42-14 win in 2014. 2015's game was won by Matt Toon, 48-14, a shutout in 16, 27-0. Green Wave took a 41-24 win in 2017. The next year, Matt Toon, 36-24, and the winning streak continued into 2019 with a 27-14 Green Wave win. Charleston captured the game in 2020 in April. Remember, that was the COVID season, 27-7. Matt Toon won in 2021, 32-27. Charleston won last year, 35 to 14. So the all-time series led by Matt Toon, 8-3 in the annual Coles County Clash. Our stations up this way have the game double covered. Matt Toon broadcast on 101.3 WMCI. The Charleston broadcast on Victory 103.9. Both available at our website and the free MyRadioLink mobile app MyRadioLink.com. The uh, Tri-County Titans are 0-5 coming into tonight's action. The Titans are officially eliminated from playoff contention. They'll take on the Argena Oriana Bombers. Argena Oriana comes in at two and three on the season. Tri County lost last week at Nokomis, forty-two to nothing. Kind of an odd game to watch from a broadcasting and fan standpoint, in the sense that 
The scoreboard was not operating throughout the entire game. Only the play clock was visible, so nobody in the stands really knew exactly how much time was left. But Nokomis had all the points, winning 42 to nothing. That put the Nokomis Redskins at 3-2 and two on the season. You can hear Tri-County and Arjuna Oriana. They played a great game last year, won by the Titans in the final seconds. Hear it on 92 on the Axe, MyRadioLink.com, and the free MyRadioLink mobile app. Arthur Lovington, Atwood Hammond, and Sullivan Okaw Valley have taken control of the Lincoln Prairie Conference standings to this point. Both teams are 5-0. and ALAH will take on that Nokomis team tonight in Arthur with the Redskins at 3-2, and but a very difficult schedule coming up starting tonight with the ALAH Knights. Meanwhile, in the Central Illinois Conference, the Central A&M Raiders at 2-3 and three, coming in off a loss to Tuscola last week. They'll take on Warrensburg-Latham. The Cardinals are also 2-3. and three, So a matchup between two teams trying to put themselves in a position to sprint for a playoff spot in the final third of the season. They'll tangle tonight in Mawequa. The Shelbyville Rams ranked number 7 in Class 2A at 5-0. and oh. They'll take on the Meridian Hawks, who are 1-4. and four. And Clinton at 3-2 and two will host 2-3 and three Tuscola in the Central Illinois Conference tonight. I'm Lane Blickham. Let's enjoy the games tonight, guys, on the Cromwell Sports Network. Thanks very much, Lane. Now let's talk about the Cumberland Pirates. Cumberland is coming off their second loss of the season, a tough one to Arthur Lovington at what happened last week, 14-6. Cumberland made too many mistakes as they had eight penalties for 45 yards and two turnovers. Cumberland defense, however, did do a great job of stopping this Arthur offense that before last week had scored 30 points or more every single game. They held them to only 14 points and 168 total yards while also forcing three turnovers. However, the Pirates just couldn't finish off drives as Cumberland was able to outgain Arthur and put up 239 yards of total offense, but it just wasn't enough on the scoreboard. The Pirates will try to rebound by taking on 2-3 and three Arcola tonight. Arcola is coming off a 21-14 loss to Villa Grove last Friday night. Arcola is dealing with some injuries and are clinging to a playoff chance as they currently sit at 2-3 and three with Cumberland tonight and still on their schedule, Arthur, a little bit later on. Can the Pirates keep up their recent winning ways against Arcola or will the Purple Riders step up to the plate and put a dent in the Pirates' playoff hopes? Find out tonight on WCRA, online at FEMradio.com and the free FEM Radio app. Now let's look at another team that is clinging to a playoff spot, and for that, we go to Travis Sparks. Thank you so much. Effingham is coming in to their homecoming game with the vibes that can only be described as, well, it could be better. Hearts are reeling after last week's 21-17 loss to Charleston. Just too many mistakes, penalties, and missed opportunities. FEM did actually start off the game well, take the ball 65 yards down the field on 10 plays, and well, the Dunstan finish it off from nine yards out. But FEM ahead, 7-0. Charleston would respond with a touchdown of their own. From there, both offenses struggled to move the ball consistently as both teams traded punts and turnovers on downs. Charleston would finally break free, though, with two minutes to go, scoring on three plays, and tailback Brett Sporf took the ball off tackle and took it 53 yards to the house for his second score of the night to put the Trojans ahead 14 to a 7. FEM put a nice drive together though to try to even things up before the
the locker room and things were going well, or so FEM thought. I caught up earlier this week with Brett Hefner, the head coach of the FEM Hearts, to discuss the great start as well as that game, a changing play before the half. Yeah, I thought we did some things well early. You know, again, I think any time that you can score off the bat like that, we made a couple good decisions. A couple guys made some made some big plays, keep some things alive on that drive, but still just the same just the same story, especially in the first half. Just just a couple situations where we didn't do very smart things and and kind of put ourselves behind the eight ball. You know, at the end of the first half, you know, getting points on the board was key, but I think the part that was frustrating about that was we we get a long completion and then we scramble you know we talked about going into it you can't take a sack we know we had the timeout left we didn't want to lose yardage yeah scrambled and got down to the one yard line which we'd have gone for but we had a penalty for being lined up incorrectly so there's a difference in having a chance to go for a touchdown and have to kick the field goal you know as big you know michael got points so at least that was a positive heading into the half and that play would loom large as FEM would come out of the locker room, taking the ball into the end zone, an eight-yard scramble by Gillum to put FEM on top, 17 to 14. I tell you what, you know, like as you said, you know, to start out, you know, your first drive of the game offensively ends up in points, and then that first one to start the second half, yeah, especially coming off a field goal. I mean, there's ten points there, pretty pretty good swing, and after we score, we do a good job of creating a stop, get the ball back, run two plays, get a first down, feel good about things, and then lay the ball on the ground on their side of the fifty, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, leads to an easy touchdown for them. You know, and the frustrating part about that was I think they were they were kind of teetering on. If we put something together in that drive, right. we're off to a good start. That I think, yeah. I think they were going to be in trouble, and instead we give them life, and uh, they hit us with a, not a trick play, but it's something that we really that mm-hmm. we hadn't seen them do on film. Yeah. It's a big momentum play for them, and then at least to them scoring, and then uh, we had our hands full. They would have all the momentum seemingly from there. A one-yard touchdown run by fullback Ben Coffey gave Charleston the lead. A 21-17 would ultimately be the go-ahead score. Jacob Weaver returned a very nice return of all the way to the Charleston 31-yard line, only for the Hearts to just turn over the ball on downs again. One last gasp by Gillum Heave landed into the hands of Landon King, and that would seal the deal for Charleston. The Hearts unfortunately fall to 2-3 and three and 1-1. One and one in the Apollo. After the past weeks in Coles County and watching Mattoon and Charleston, their homecoming festivities, it's FEM's turn to host Taylorville for their homecoming game this year. And, it, and, it's, and it's tough, you know, like the two games that we get from them in trade are two teams that don't do anything similar to us. So then it's hard to you know, it's hard to get a feel for what they might do. You know, uh, they played a ton of young kids last year, so they're a year yeah. older this year. You know, the coach's son is the quarterback. Um, they do a really good job with their schemes uh, on both sides of the ball. Their kids play hard. They're very physical. So, um, you know, so we'll have our hands full again this week. The Tornadoes got off to a great start with a lot of players from a year ago. The Tornadoes, led by head coach Jeb Odom, his 15th year roaming the sidelines. They're trying to get back to playoff form from 2013 to 2019. This year they start off 3-0. and But back-to-back weeks of running into Mount Zion and Muhammad sees the Tornadoes coming in here at 3-2. and and it's always an exciting uh, time for a homecoming. And we'll see if FEM can get back on track tonight. Elsewhere, some big games in the Apollo this week. A huge game in Muhammad for conference implications. It is 5-0 Mount Zion against 4-1 Muhammad. 
Seymour. We cannot wait for kickoff tonight of week number six. Hey, the playoff push gets started tonight for teams in the area. So, but for now, that's it for me. And I'll throw it back to you, Eric. Thanks very much, Travis. Now let's check in on what's happening in the South Central Conference. And for that, we go to Todd Stapleton. And good evening and welcome to coverage for week number six in the South Central Conference. After tonight's games, we will be two-thirds of the way through the regular season. The Vandals come into tonight at 4-1 and one on the season, coming off their 59-32 victory over North Mac at home this past Friday. And the Vandals have a tall task tonight. They will be at Greenville to take on the 5-0 and o Comets. Big rivalry game and the biggest game of the conference this week, 4-1 and one versus 5-0. and o. Vandals coach Jason Clay says this is why you get ready for the game. Yeah, I think there will be some, you know, build-up going into it, and especially from a fan side, you know, I mean, that's, as fans, it's all, all you got left, you know. You don't get to play the game, and, and uh, you know, as coaches, we get to dive into the preparation during the week, and then and then Friday night, the kids get to go out there, and, you know, that's one thing we just try to preach to them is, you know, enjoy it, have fun, and be excited to, to run around, play football with your buddies. You know, you only get so many chances to do it, and, and uh, you know, it's one of those things that you – you know, the more the more success you have, the more opportunities you earn, and and uh, you know it's a great experience. And once the ball is kicked off, it all kind of settles in, goes out the window, and it just comes down to doing the things that make you successful. You know, whether it be blocking or tackling, you know, executing the offense or uh, you know making the plays on defense, and uh, that's where hopefully the training kicks in, and and uh, we just we we're able to prevail. Coming into week number six, the Vandals are the highest scoring team in the conference. They've scored 202 points through the first five weeks. The Greenville Comets have allowed just 33 points through the first five weeks of the season. Game time tonight from Don Stout Field will be 7 o'clock. We'll have the game for you on 107.1 FM, WKRV. Available streaming at VandaliaRadio.com and on the Vandalia Radio app. Other games around the South Central Conference for tonight. The Carlinville Cavaliers are 3-2 and two on the season. They will be at Verdon tonight to take on the 1-4 and four North Mac Panthers. Litchfield, they're 2-3 and three on the year. They'll be at 0-5 Gillespie tonight. Pena coming off their first loss of the season last week to the Greenville Comets. Pena Panthers are 4-1 and one on the season. They will be at 2-3 and three Hillsboro tonight. And a couple of 2-3 and three teams will be matching up in Piasaw tonight. The 2-3 and three Staunton Bulldogs will take on the 2-3 and three Southwestern Piasaw Birds. So the Vandals, 4-1, and one will be at 5-0 and oh Greenville. It'll be 3-2 and two Carlinville at 1-4 and four North Mac. 2-3 and three Litchfield at 0-5 oh Gillespie. 4-1 and one Pena at 2-3 and three Hillsboro. And two and three Staunton at two and three Southwestern. That's a look at the South Central Conference in week six. I'm Todd Stapleton. Thanks, Todd. Now let's look at some other action going on in the area. In Lincoln Prairie action, it'll be three and two Nokomis heading to undefeated Arthur Lumpton at Wood Hammond. Sullivan will look to stay undefeated themselves as they travel to two and three Sagamon Valley. And one and four Saragoda will head to two and three Villa Grove. And finally, in Little Illini Conference action, one and four Newton will be at two and three Paris. It will be four and one Mount Carmel heading to zero oh and five Olney. What is a big rivalry there? Speaking of rivalries, it'll be one and four Marshall traveling to five and zero oh Casey. And finally, one and four Robinson will host four and one Lawrenceville. Well, that will wrap things up for week six of the high school football season for Lane Blickham, Travis Sparks, and Todd Stapleton. 
I am Eric Fry. Thanks to everyone for listening. Now let's take you to the booth as kickoff for week six of the high school football season is just moments away. Share the road during harvest season. Cuts Insurance and Grinnell Mutual want your help protecting our hardworking farmers. While they're hard at work, let's keep their safety in mind while traveling our roadways. Slowing down and paying attention helps keep everyone safe. Together, we can trust in tomorrow. Contact Dave Cuts, your local Grinnell Mutual agent at Cuts Insurance today for all your insurance needs. Trust in tomorrow is a registered trademark of Grinnell Mutual Reinsurance Company. Pirates be coming. Get off again to Sanford with Broder and Walt Dancy. He's got a big hole. He's got one man to beat. Down the sideline. He's going to carry that man. Still carrying him all the way into the end zone. Caught by Cumberland at the 15 yard line. Got a block. He's got another one. He's got a big hole. They're going to bounce to the outside. 50, 45, 40, 35. They got the kick in the beat. 20, 25, 15, 10, 5, and an opening kickoff. Return for a touchdown. Cumberland Pirates. Pitch it, and it's going to be a fumble in the backfield. Deep in the backfield. It's going to be picked up by Cumberland in for a touchdown. It's now time for Cumberland Pirates football on 99.5 and 107.7 WCRA. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Cumberland High School for this matchup between your Cumberland Pirates and the Arcola Purple Riders. My name is Eric Fry. We'll have all the action for you on this Friday night. Thank you for joining us here. That was the national anthem you heard a little bit ago brought to you by Cuts Insurance. You have been listening to the first Neighbor Bank Toledo pregame show as we get you set for tonight's contest. Cumberland enters tonight at 3-2 and two on the season, coming off a loss last week to Arthur. But like I told Coach postgame, and as we talked about this week on the starting lineup, like you can hear over on 99 in the game, I thought the Pirates' defense looked very good against an Arthur team that has scored 30-plus every game, and the Pirates held them to 14 last week, outgained them on the yards too, 169 yards for Arthur, 215 for the Pirates last week. So can this offense translate the yards into points? That seems to be the problem for the Pirates. They get a good drives going, and they just kind of stall out towards the end. That's what the Pirates have to do tonight 
for Arcola. They are trying to keep their playoff hopes alive because, like I said, they enter at 2-3 and three tonight. They still have Arthur on the schedule and this Cumberland matchup. So, you know, if you're Arcola, you want to keep the playoff hopes alive, you got to avoid five losses or get to five wins, however you want to look at it. And those are two big obstacles they still have on their schedule. Again, starting tonight here against Cumberland and then in two weeks against Arcola. So it should be an interesting one here in Cumberland. A lot on the line for these two teams as we get set to begin here momentarily. It looks like the Pirates will be receiving the opening kickoff. They'll be traveling left to right on your radio dial. Cumberland in their powder blues with the yellow numbers. White helmets and yellow trim on the side of the pants. Arcola will be with their white tops with the purple pants. And the purple numbers, purple helmets as well. Coach Snyder coaching the Arcola Purple Riders. And this year, Arcola's been bit by the injury bug. Looks like some of those injuries have not been cleared up yet. The main one that I saw was Anthony Garza, the lineman. Uh, he is still out from what I saw. So that's definitely going to be a loss for this Arcola team. And they, like I said, they've just been dealing with injuries a lot this year. So it'll be Cumberland with the ball first. Olmstead, McMeekin, Kaiser and company. We'll get the ball first. Glad you're with us here on a Friday night, the final Friday of September. As the push for the playoffs continue here after tonight, we'll be two-thirds of the way through the regular season as we await the opening kickoff from Arcola. There's the kick. It's a high kick going over towards the right side. It will be picked up at about the 30-yard line. That's where the return will set up, looking for some blockers. Not a lot in front of them, and it'll be brought down at about the 25. Picked up at the 20, down to the 25, and that's where Cumberland will take over. That may have been Elizondo on the kick. Couldn't quite tell from my vantage point that jersey number, but I'll try to get that for you as soon as I can. So the Pirates take over first and 10 on their own 25-yard line. Again, we'll see if this Pirate offense can get it going. Again, no problem moving the football last week. Racked up some yards, just couldn't quite finish drives, whether it be turnovers, penalties, uh, all those sorts of things. Cumberland will come out in the eye formation. McNeekin is the deep back behind Olmstead. Takes snap. He's going to pitch it out to McNeekin, looking for some blockers. Breaks through one tackle, breaks another, still on his feet, and it's going to be brought down close to about the 33-yard line, it looks like. So Mark McNeekin with a seven-yard gain on his first carry of the night. And the Pirates will look at a second and about three for Cumberland. And again, like I said, Pirates didn't have any problem really moving the football. The problem they had was just finishing drives. You know, fourth downs, couldn't convert, turnovers, and penalties last week. Eight for 41 yards. We'll see if the Pirates can limit those turnovers. They'll come up kind of in a wildcat formation with Olmstead. Olmstead will keep it. He's going to keep it himself. Not a lot of running room there. Back to the line of scrimmage, no more. That will make it sec uh, third and three. Actually, they're going to mark Olmstead for a loss of one. So we'll say a loss of one as well. And that will make it third and four for the Pirates. Olmstead will come out. Shotgun. He's got three receivers bunched up on the left-hand side. Running back. His guys are on the right. They're going to move McNeekin in motion. They'll give it to McNeekin on the jet sweep. Looking for some blocks on the outside. Going to get one. I don't know if he got quite enough for the first. He tried to reach out for it. And it was like they'll mark him just short. They'll give him two on that carry. And he is about a yard short here. So an interesting situation early on for the Pirates. It'll be fourth and one 
ball on their own 34. And it looks like the Pirate offense will be staying out there as Holstead makes his way out. Early call here from the Pirates. Coach Watkins wanting to be aggressive early on. And they'll line up with McNeekin in that quarterback. Now they're going to flip the play around. Arcola looks a little confused. McNeekin's got it on the quarterback keeper out of the Wildcat. It'll be just enough for the first give him about four yards. And McNeekin's got enough for the first down. Gutsy play call early, but it pays off. And now the Pirates have a new set of downs. It'll be first and 10. Ball on the 38-yard line. In between the 37 and the 38 on the near hash is where the Pirates will set up. Traveling left or right on your radio dial here on a beautiful Friday evening in September. Week 6 of the high school season. Empty backfield for Olmstead. He's out there by himself in the shotgun. Got two receivers on luck. He's going to keep it himself. Looking for some blocks. Not a whole lot in front of him. Maybe give him two yards. That's about it. Yep, they're going to say about one. Olmstead's back to zero on the night. Running the football, make it second nine for the Pirates. Ball on the 39-yard line. Cumberland breaks the huddle. They'll come out again. I form. Nope, they're going to come out with kind of that wildcat again. Now they're going to flip it around. Wildcat with McMeekin. McMeekin's going to keep it himself. Looking for some blocks. Gets one in front of him. Stiff arms a man. He's going to be brought down near the Pirate sideline. Close to the first down. We'll wait and see where they officially mark him down after he's close. From my vantage point. And they're going to say first down. They'll give him nine on that one. And 22 yards on the night through four carries for McMeekin. And Cumberland has it again, first and 10. Their second first down of the night, the drive. They have it still on their own 48 yard line. So still more than half the field in front of them, but they're moving the ball. Pretty decently here early. Come on again, kind of that wildcat shotgun. Going to move McNeekin in motion this time. Olmstead will keep it on the quarterback keeper, and he's got about a yard. I appreciate wanting to try something new, but Olmstead just has no running room, at least here early on. Get anything going. Three carries for one yard for Olmstead thus far here early on tonight. So this will bring up second and nine ball in the Cumberland 49. Cumberland will come out eye formation this time. Two receivers on the right-hand side. Spearman and Harmon, the two receivers. Handoff going to McMeekin. He's going to counter back the other way. Comes out of bounds right inside the 44-yard line of Arcola. Short of the first, but a decent gain. Give him about, we'll give him seven on that one. And they'll set up about a third and two. Third and two. Third and two for the Pirates inside Arcola territory, the Arcola 44. High formation. Two receivers on the left-hand side. Takes a snap. Going to hand it off again to McMeekin. Looking for some running room. Able to spin away, but he's brought down short. Short of the first. 
They're going to give him no gain on that one. So it'll be fourth down. Fourth and about two. Ball on the 44. That's the Arcola 44. You're in plus territory. You're going to go for it here. That's what the Pirates going to do. They're going to line up with two wing backs, two wide receivers, and a running back on the right-hand side. That's Kaiser. McMeesh is going to move in motion. They're going to give it to McMeesh. And on the jet sweep, looking for some running room. Is he going to get enough? I think he's short. I think he's short. I'm waiting on official word. Haven't seen it from the officials yet. It all depends on the spot. Nope, they're going to say turnover on downs. Just short. Give him a yard. But it'll be a turnover on downs. And... Arcola will take over here with 6.44 left to go in the first quarter. So this will be the first opportunity here for this Arcola offense. It'll be first and 10, ball in their own 42. For Arcola. It'll be Phillips. That's Brody Phillips. And that quarterback. Got a wing back on the right-hand side, two running backs behind him. Going to take the snap. Going to hand it off. Looking for some running room around the outside on a little bit of a jet sweep to the outside. He's got enough for the first down inside Cumberland territory. That was Jaden Henson Stice with 11 on that carry and a first down. I have him as the quarterback in my program, but he lined up at the running back position that time. That's Brody Phillips. Is the one under center. So again, a wing back, a wide receiver on the right-hand side, both those, then two running backs behind the quarterback. Going to move one man in motion. That, again, is Seinfeld. Going to hand it off up the middle, looking for some running room again. And the ball came out, but they're going to say it was down on the ground. So the ball came out, but he was down on the ground. That was Velasquez on the carry. Give him nine. And it will set up a second and one. Arcola doing a good job moving the ball here early on against the Cumberland defense. Second and one. Ball on the 39-yard line of the Pirates. And Phillips under center. This time he's going to hand it off again. That is to the outside. Looking for running room. He's got a block. Got another one down the field. Breaks one tackle. He's down to the 10. They're going to say he was pushed out of bounds. However, I do see a flag in the backfield, I believe. There is a flag on the play, so we will wait. It'll be a hold on Arcola. That'll be our first penalty of the night, and it'll go on the Purple Riders. So that'll be a five-yard penalty. spot of the foul and said it'll make it now about a second and seven. So that run by Stice will be negated. Make it second and seven, ball in the 44. The entire defense trying to figure out this different Arcola offense from Coach Schneider. Going back on the right-hand side, one wide receiver on the right-hand side as well. Going to move one man in motion. And we got a penalty flag. Oh, false start. False start on Arcola. Moving back five more. 
So instead of it being a second and one, now it will be about a second and 12. Second and 12, ball in the Arco uh, Cumberland 49-yard line. Phillips, that's Brody Phillips, will lead his offense out. He's under center. Two running backs behind him. I'm in an offset half tee and a wing back on the right-hand side with a wide receiver on the right-hand side as well. Takes snap. Looking to hand it off and does. Cuts up the middle and brought down after a decent gain. That was Barron on the carry. And we're going to give him about eight yards on that one. He's now the third Arcola player who has touched the football on this drive. But still looking at a third and four is Arcola. Ball on their Cumberland 41-yard line. Again, half tee in the backfield. A wing back on the right-hand side. One wide receiver on the right-hand side as well. Phillips going to move Barron in motion. They're going to fake it to Barron. Give it off to Velasquez up the middle. Give him a yard. That's it. And so now it will be fourth down. Looks like fourth and about three. Ball in the 40. Obviously, I think from here you're going to go for it if you're Arcola. You're looking at a fourth down. You're in plus territory. You're still early in this game. 340 left to go in this first quarter. Still nothing, nothing on the scoreboard. Fourth down upcoming for the Purple Riders. Come out again in that half tee in the backfield with a wing back on the right-hand side, a wide receiver on the right-hand side, Phillips under center. Phillips takes the snap. He's going to throw it. Quick throw, right side. It was batted down at the line and incomplete. So the Pirate defense bends but doesn't break. And Cumberland will take over on the turnover on downs as both teams come through with defensive stops. And Cumberland will take over. And with 3.18 left to go in this first quarter. As Cumberland will take over first and 10 on their own 40. So, again, not a lot of room on either side moving the football. Both teams kind of had drives going, and then they stalled out. Shotgun formation for Homestead. He's going to hand it off to Kaiser. Looking for a running room on the left-hand side. He's going to be brought down about the 45-yard line. Give him a gain of five on his first carry of the night for Grant. And that'll bring up a second and five. Long five. Long five for the Pirates. Ball in the 45. That is their own 45. Cumberland. Out again, shotgun, two running backs in the backfield for Homestead, two receivers on the right-hand side. Got a movement in motion from left to right. They'll fake the handoff to, nope, they will hand it off to Kaiser. He's going to break through one tackle and be brought down behind the line of scrimmage, so a loss of one. They handed it off to Kaiser, then they faked the screen pass, it looks like, but Arcola was not fooled. That makes it third and six now. As Arcola defensively has done a decent job thus far of, again, just like the Pirate defense, bending but not breaking. Cumberland will come out this time with four wide. Three receivers on the right-hand side, including McMeekin in the slot on the right-hand side. 
running back on the right-hand side as well. And we got a movement on the front. I don't know who it was. We'll wait and see. They're going to say false start on the Pirates. So false start on Cumberland. That's their first penalty of the night. And that'll make it third and long. Make it third and 11 for the Pirates. Third and 11 for Cumberland. Ball in the 39-yard line. And hopefully that is the first of few tonight for Cumberland. As far as the turnovers go, or the uh, penalties go. High formation for the Pirates. McMeekin is the deep back for Olmstead. Olmstead takes the snap. He's going to fake the handoff, rolling out, looking to throw. He's got a man across the middle. It's going to be caught by Harmon. Harmon makes the catch for the first down. And much more. He's going to be inside Arcola territory down at the 44-yard line. 17-yard pass from Olmstead. Zach Harmon makes his first catch of the night. And the Pirates have their first down and move the ball inside Arcola territory on a nice play-action pass. Now, Pirates will come out, shotgun, three receivers on the left-hand side, including McMeekin in the slot on the left-hand side. Olmstead, the running back on the left-hand side as well. But Olmstead's going to keep it himself, run up the middle. Nice gain on that one. Give him about seven. Make it second and about two for the Pirates. Second and two for Cumberland. He's starting to move this ball a little bit as we close in on the end of the first quarter. Just 50 seconds left in a quarter that has flown by here at Cumberland. Pirates will head to the line once more. They'll line up in that wildcat with, again, McMeekin at the quarterback position. He'll take snaps, going to keep it himself, met by a house of riders. And they're going to give him about two yards on that one. And that will now make it third and about a yard. Here with just 15 seconds left to go in the quarter. And I don't think we'll get a play here from Cumberland. We will not. So after one quarter of play, we're all tied up. But the Pirates are threatening. It's 0-0. Come back for second quarter action here on WCRA. The Toledo Democrat has been keeping folks up to date on all the events in and around Cumberland County since 1857. Wes and Billy Chambers promised to keep that tradition alive at the Toledo Democrat. They're thankful for the opportunity to serve Cumberland County and their work hard to bring you up to date on the news and events in the area. The Toledo Democrat, your county newspaper says, let's go, Pirates. Cumberland football is here again. First Neighbor Bank is there. It's nothing better than home field advantage. That's why we offer basic checking with no monthly service charge, along with interest-bearing checking for both consumers and businesses. It's a wide array of personal consumer, business, and agriculture loans. All the way from home, pay from anywhere with First Neighbor's online banking and mobile app. First Neighbor Banking, green up in Toledo, firstneighborbank.com. An equal housing lender member of FDIC. All loans subject to credit approval. Now, enjoy the game, and let's go Pirates. Well, I like the way this game is going right now. This is Cumberland High School football on 99.5 and 107.7 WCRA. Welcome back here to Cumberland High School. 0-0 is our scores. We start the second quarter. 
Cumberland has the football inside Arcola territory. Now Pirates moving right to left on your radio dial. Ball will be on the Arcola 35-yard line. They'll line up in the wishbone. First time tonight in the wishbone. Olmstead under center. He's going to keep it himself and just move the pile forward. And I believe he's got just enough for the first. Yep, give him two. Olmstead with five carries and ten yards tonight. Even my bad math can tell you that he's averaging right now two yards carry. So Cumberland gets another first down. Their fourth of the night. As the Pirates trying to finish off this drive. Like I said last week, that was a problem for the Pirates. Couldn't quite ever seem to get the ball in the end zone. Trying to do that here. They'll come out shotgun. Three wide receivers on the left-hand side. Olmstead takes the snap. He's going to carry it himself. And he's going to get upended, head over heels, and brought down after a game of about four. As Olmstead is okay. He's got hit and head over heels. As Cumberland has a second down, about a second and eight, six. Second and, and we'll say about eight, I think. Someone comes out of shotgun. They're going to move it. Make it in motion. It's a high snap. Olmstead's going to keep it keep it himself. He's got some blocking in front of him. Olmstead stiff arms a man, and he's going to be brought down inside the 25-yard line. That was a great job by Olmstead of just taking what looks like a broken play and making enough to get a first down for the Pirates. I'll say he got about 10 yards on that one, I think. That was a high snap. It almost went over his head. However, he was able to corral it. It looked like it was supposed to be a jet sweep, and instead he kept it himself and a little bit of room in front of him. And that was one of the advantages of that, I think, is that the play was designed to go to the right. He broke to the left, so all the offense and defense had moved to the right already following McNeekin. So a good job right there. Pirates will come out wildcat again with McNeekin's quarterback position. He's going to take a snap, looking for some running room on the left-hand side. He's going to be pushed out of bounds after a gain of right around about Eight yards, say about an eight-yard gain from McNeekin there. He's up over 48 yards already tonight on nine carries. And it'll be second down. Second and three. That's Cumberland. Trying to put some points on the board now inside the red zone. Ball in the 15. Still looking at a second about three. They'll line up again in the Wildcat with McNeekin at the quarterback position. He's going to keep it himself. Looking for a running on the left now. Cuts back to the right, and he's going to be brought down by a handful of rider defenders. Maybe no gain at all. And no gain at all on that one. So no gain on that one. It will be third down. Play about third and three here for the Pirates. On the 15. Third and three. They'll come out shotgun. Will the Pirates. Three receivers on the right-hand side. One receiver on the left is Harmon. Olmstead. And we got movement. I don't know who moved first. It may have been the Pirates. And it was the Pirates. Moving back five. 
Uh, two penalties now tonight on Cumberland for 10 yards. And instead of now a third and three, it will be a third and eight for Cumberland. And it'll be at the 20-yard line. That makes the third down play a little bit more difficult. Pirates will come out, shotgun, split wide receivers, two on each side. They're back on the right-hand side. They're going to make McKinnon motion from that left slot position. They'll fake it to him on the jet sweep. Olmstead's going to keep it himself. Breaks through one tackle, still on his feet, and he's going to be brought down close to the 10. He may have just enough for the first. I'm waiting on official word. Haven't seen it yet. He's close. He's close. And first down. No. Yes. First down. First down for the Pirates. 29 yards tonight for Olmstead on the ground. And now Cumberland has a first and 10 from the 11. First and 10 on the 11. Nine minutes left to go in the half. Still 0-0 on the scoreboard, but the Pirates trying to put some points in here. They'll line up Wildcat again. McNeekin takes a snap. Going to the right. Looking to run. He's got one man out there with him. He's going to lower his shoulder. Falls forward for a couple more. Nice run from McNeekin. Looks like we'll mark him 60 yards on that one. 46 thus far for the game. So it'll be second and four. Ball in the five for the Pirates. Cumberland just keeps moving forward. Cumberland's had two plays of negative yards thus far tonight. That's it. Had a couple for zero, but no negatives. Minus the penalties. They'll come out Wildcat again. Now they're going to flip it at the line. McNeekin takes a snap. And he's in that Wildcat position looking for some running room on the left-hand side. Not a lot there. And he's going to be down after a gain of a couple. Actually, they're only going to say one yard on that one. So it'll set up a third and three on the four. Third down. Obviously, you're in four down territory here. I know you can get a first without getting a touchdown, but basically it's a third and goal here for the Pirates. They'll come out shotgun. Two receivers on each side. Got a movement making a motion from left to right. He's going to fake the handoff to McNeek, and Olmstead's going to keep himself. Looking for the end zone. He's in. Touchdown, Pirates. Olmstead gets in from four yards out for the touchdown. And Cumberland strikes first with 7.27 left to go in this first half. A four-yard run from Olmstead. What a great job right there of faking the jet sweep and then just going for it. As Cumberland looks like it's going to go for two. So Cumberland's going to go for two here. And maybe thinking that this may be a low-scoring affair and points may be at a premium. The Pirates will line up for the two-point conversion. They'll line up Wishbone. Wishbone for the Pirates. Olmstead under center. Takes snap. Going to fake the handoff to McNeekin. Gives it to Beerman. Beerman trying to spin his way in. Couldn't quite do it. So it's two-point conversion. No good. So it'll be 6 to nothing. Pirates lead. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll have our Cole's response in just a moment here on WCRA. 
If where you work just isn't working anymore, it's time to move up to Evapco in Greenup, where many employees have retired millionaires. Starting wages at Evapco range from $16.90 per hour to $22 per hour based on skills and experience. And life insurance is free. Receive profit sharing twice a year and enjoy exceptional health benefits like medical, dental, and vision insurance, along with a prescription drug plan. Evapco is looking for assembly mechanics, welders, machine operators, and general laborers. Make the move to Evapco. Apply at jobs.evapcomw.com. Equal opportunity employer. You're listening to Cumberland Pirates football on WCRA. Welcome back here to Cumberland High School. Pirates take their first lead of the night. First lead by anyone tonight here. Six to nothing. And of course that touchdown brought to you by first neighbor bank of Toledo. Pirates lead six nothing. Obi Arcola set up for the return. Nebel will be kicking it off. It will be, I see, Barron back deep to return for Arcola, as well as, I think, Stice as well. There's the kick from Nebel. It's a high kick. Just goes straight up in the air, and it'll be downed at the 35-yard line. Not very far. Kind of high. And so Arcola will take over at their own 35-yard line. First and 10 on the 35 for Arcola. This our Arcola offense trying to get something going. Only one first down thus far tonight for Arcola. Arcola will line up again under center with that half tee and wing back on the right-hand side. Wide receiver on the left-hand side. Going to hand it off, looking to come to the right side this time. It's size, and he's going to be brought down by a host of Pirates. They're going to give him no gain on that one. And Stice, no gain on that one. Brings up second and ten. Again, Coach Snyder, if you don't know, comes from Orangeville. That's where he was before, which is up in the northern part of the state. And he runs a completely different offense than kind of what we're used to seeing with this kind of broken tee. It's two running backs offset in the backfield. One right behind the quarterback, one off to the quarterback's left. And then you got a wing back on the right-hand side, one wide receiver on the left on this play. As Phillips will hand it off up the middle, brought down after a gain of about seven. That was Morford on the carry, his first of the night. Actually, they're going to give him six. Six yards on that one. That makes it third and four for Arcola. Ball on their own 41-yard line. Again, Phillips under center, one running back right behind him, one offset to the left, one in that wing back position on the right-hand side, one wide receiver on the right-hand side as well. Phillips takes the snap, hands it off up the middle, and brought down. Saw a lot of movement, couldn't quite tell where the ball was. But he'll be brought down after about a gain of two. I believe that was Lindstrom on the carry. Uh, actually, Mark, that was one. One yard. So it'll be fourth down. Fourth, and it looks like about two for Arcola. And will they be punting? Yes, they will be punting, it looks like. And it will be number 58 to punt. Don't have him on my roster. There's the snap. 
Almost lost the handle of it, though. Gets the punt away. It's a high punt. And it'll bounce at about the 31-yard line and stick right there in the ground at about the 32 where it's down. I think that's 59. That's Elonzo. Eli Zondo, excuse me, the punter on that one. And Cumberland will take over on the 32-yard line. With 5.08 left to go in the first half, leading 6 to nothing. As this Pirate defense thus far has done a good job of holding Arcola thus far to just one first down here in this first half at this point. 5.08 left in the half. Pirates could drain the clock here. They'll come out shotgun. Three wide receivers on the right-hand side. One receiver on the left. That's McNeek and the one receiver on the left. Snap goes to Olmstead, looking for a running room right side. He breaks one tackle, breaks another, and he's going to be brought down after a gain of about nine. Quick run for Olmstead. He's really doing a good job tonight running the football. As that will put him up over 42 yards on the night through 10 carries. Second and one for the Pirates. Ball on their own 41. I like seeing other people get involved besides McMeekin because as we talked about last week with Coach, you know, eventually teams are going to start keying in on McMeekin a lot. So you got to find some other ways to get some other guys involved. And Olmstead doing a good job tonight running the football. Pirates will come out shotgun again. Four wide receivers going to move McMeekin in motion. They will pick it to McMeekin on the jet sweep. Olmstead with it. He's going to get enough for the first and more. He's going to be brought down about the 47-yard line. As we have whistles. And a timeout from Arcola. So Arcola will take a, a timeout. We'll step away for uh, 30 seconds. You're listening to Carmel Power Football on WCRA. Vital Service has been serving the community for over 90 years, and they're 100% employee-owned. You entrust your vehicle to their team, and they don't take that lightly. They treat you better than family. The word tire may be in their name, but they offer much more, like diagnostics, brakes, suspensions, and alignments, just to name a few. Nothing beats a Neal deal. Visit them today at 205 East Madison Street in Toledo. Open weekdays till 5 and Saturdays till noon. They wish the best of luck to this year's Cumberland Pirates. Go Pirates! You're listening to Cumberland Pirates Football on WCRA. Welcome back here to Cumberland High School. While we have a moment here based off of this timeout, let's check that area scoreboard update. Brought to you by First Neighbor Bank of Toledo. Carlinville up 14-7 over North Mac. Villa Grove 14-6 over Sarah Gordo. That game in the second quarter. Shelbyville 13-0 over Macon Meridian. Uh, Clinton, 14-0 over Tuscola in the second quarter. Arthur, 13-6 over Nokomis in the second quarter. Pena, 14-0 over Hillsboro. That came in the second quarter as well. And I have Effingham, 14-0 in the first quarter against Taylorville. Litchfield, 10-6 over Gillespie in the first quarter. Here at Cumberland, it's 6-0 in the second quarter. Pirates for the first and 10. Don't come out shotgun. Three wide receivers on the left-hand side. Take snap. Olmstead looking to run. Breaks through. He's to the 50. Still on his feet. Down to the 40. He's going to be brought down hard. <coughs> Excuse me. They'll mark him down at the 38. Give him 17 on that one. Another Pirate first down. That's their eighth of the night. 66 yards on 12 carries for Olmstead tonight. 
and he has the exact same amount of carries as McNeek, and he's got 66 yards. McNeek has got 47. Really showing a different element to his game here tonight, and it's another first down for the Pirates. First and 10, ball inside the 40, down at the 38-yard line. Olmstead's going to keep it himself again, looking to run the football. He's got some blocks in front of him, and then he stood up and brought down. They're going to mark him down about the 34. <coughs> Don't give him a gain of about four on that one. Olmstead, who's now up over 70 yards tonight. Second and six, ball to 34. Three ten left to go in this first half. Six nothing Cumberland leads. Pirates trying to get some points on the board here before the end of the half. Shotgun once again. McMeekin, the lone receiver on the right hand side. Three receivers on the left. Handoff. Going up the middle. That's Kaiser. Fights through one tackle. Still on his feet. He's down to the 15, the 10, the 5. He's in. Touchdown. Grant Kaiser. No flags on the play. <laughs> And it'll be a 34-yard touchdown run for Kaiser. And Cumberland gets two more on the, oh, six more on the scoreboard here. With 2.49 left to go in this first half, that 34-yard touchdown run brought to you by First Neighbor Bank of Toledo. As Kaiser. Ran that one in, got a couple blocks in front of him, and he just took it to the house himself. Now the Pirates line up for two. Shotgun, four, Cumberland, four wide receivers. Kaiser's the running back on the right-hand side. Takes snap, looking to throw his own steady. Throws it to McNeekin, and it'll be tipped and incomplete. The two-point conversion once again, no good. So it'll be 12 to nothing. Pirates lead. We'll be back in just a moment here on WCRA. Find friendly faces waiting to take care of your outdoor and lawn care needs. Seasonal tune-ups, engine and machine repairs, and Cub Cadet warrant services, they can help. Working at home in the garage, our parts department covers a variety of brands. Or maybe you're ready for some new equipment. Our showroom features mowers, trimmers, chainsaws, and more from manufacturers including Cub Cadet, Troy Built, DeWalt, and European Forestry Company. Go see them at Gentry Small Engine, located on the north side of the square in Toledo. This is Cumberland High School football on 99.5 and 107.7 WCRA. Welcome back here to Cumberland High School Pirates lead. After another touchdown, 12 to nothing. Here with 2.49 left to go in this first half. As Niebel has the ball teed up. And he'll be kicking it off. There's the kick, and it'll bounce and bounce, and it'll be picked up. Looking to set up a return is Arcola, picked up at about the 26-yard line. He's got a block. He's got one man to beat. He stiff arms that man. He's to the 50, 45-40, 35-30, 25-20, and pushed out of bounds by Spearman inside the 20-yard line. A huge return for Arcola. That was Henson Stein, or Henson Stice, excuse me. And it'll be first and ten Arcola on their own ninth or on the Cumberland nineteen yard line. A huge return. With two thirty six left to go in the half, Arcola definitely with the chance here to get some points on the board. (laughs) 
out will come Phillips. That's Brody Phillips, the freshman quarterback. Got one running back behind him, one off to his left-hand side, a wing back on the right-hand side, and a wide receiver on the right-hand side as well. Under center is Phillips. Takes the snap. Going to hand it off. That is to Carson. He's going to be brought down at the line of scrimmage. Excuse me, that was Barron. Give him a yard. Nope, they're going to say no gain. No gain on that one. So it will be second and ten. We have our cold players shaking up a little bit. That is Velasquez. Shaking up on the play. He's upstanding. He's on his own feet. But he was just a little shaken up on that one, pointing to his his left leg. And he will be helped by his coaches, it looks like, off the field. Right now he's just standing there. He's, again, still pointing to his to his leg. As both teams will vacate the playing field and come over to the sidelines as Velasquez, now he's going to sit down and he's going to be tended to. So we will step away. You're listening to Cumberland Pirate Football on WCRA. Find friendly faces waiting to take care of your outdoor and lawn care needs. Seasonal tune-ups, engine and machine repairs, and Cub Cadet warrant services, they can help. Working at home in the garage, our parts department covers a variety of brands. Or maybe you're ready for some new equipment. Our showroom features mowers, trimmers, chainsaws, and more from manufacturers including Cub Cadet, Troy Built, DeWalt, and European Forestry Company. Go see them at Gentry Small Engine, located on the north side of the square in Toledo. Enjoy the perfect blend at Coffee and Creams in Toledo, your one-stop destination for all things delicious. Craving a rich cup of joe? They have you covered with hot and cold brews, peas, lotus, and specialty sodas. Ask your barista to build one just for you. Hungry? They have breakfast sandwiches, ice cream, pizza, soups, salads, wraps, and even a kid's menu. They really do have all your taste buds in mind. So step into Coffee and Creams in Toledo, where every visit is the perfect blend of deliciousness. Coffee and Creams will be open till 11 on game nights. And players in uniform get free small cones. This is Cumberland High School football on 99.5 and 107.7 WCRA. Welcome back here to Cumberland High School. That was Velasquez, who was helped off the field by his coach and trainer. Under his own power, though. So it'll be second and ten. That's another big loss there, the senior running back for Arcola. Four riders will come out at a second and ten. Ball in the 19. Phillips under center. Three running backs behind him. No, we've got two running backs behind him. One wing back on the left-hand side. Going to move one man in motion. They'll hand it off up the middle. And a gain of about uh, two. Couldn't quite see from my vantage point who that was who carried the football. Waiting to see him turn around here. As that was Lindstrom on the carry of two. So that makes it third and eight. As Arcola will head to the line. Under center this time, two wing backs. Nope, one wing back. Two running backs behind Phillips. Takes the snap. He's looking to throw. Rolling out. Under pressure, just kind of lobs that one up there, and it falls incomplete. He was hit as he threw it, and it'll fall incomplete, and that'll bring it fourth down. Fourth and about... Eight or nine. 
fourth down for the Purple Riders. And you see if they're trying to get points here, or do they try for the, uh, trying to keep the drive alive? Sounds like they will be going for points. They're going to try and kick a field goal here. They're going to try to kick the field goal here. So that will bring Elonzo. Nope. Hold on. Now we got whistles, and we're going to get a timeout from Arcola. So Arcola's going to take a timeout here with 1.33 left to go in the half. We will stay right here, though. While we have this moment, I want to thank our sponsors, Scott's Building Center, coming up. In just a minute, 33 of game time, we'll have the Scott Billing Center halftime show. Scottco Midwest, First Neighbor Bank of Toledo, Country Financial, Curtis Walker, Lauren Holstaff will clap. Cuts Insurance, Gentry Small Engine Repair, Coffee and Creams, Neil Tire Toledo, and the Toledo Democrat. Thanks to all of them for their support all season long of Cumberland Pirate football. Let's take a look at our First Neighbor Banks as well as the Vapco Midwest scoreboard update. As Mount Carmel, 21-0 overall in that game in the second quarter. It's Carlinville, 14-7 over North Mac in the second quarter. Villa Grove, 14-6 over Sarah Gordo in the second quarter. Lincoln beating Jacksonville, 21-14 in the second quarter. Shelbyville, 13-0 over Macon Meridian. And Clinton, 14-0 over Tuscola. That came in the second quarter. Arthur, 21-6 over Nokomis in the second quarter. Pena, 14-7 over Hillsborough in the second quarter. Taylorville and Effingham now tied at 14 in the second quarter. Litchfield 10 to 6 over Gillespie. That came in the first quarter. As the field goal attempt was no good. So Cumberland will take over after the missed field goal. So they missed the field goal. I just happened to have my head down and I see a ref blowing a whistle and saying the field goal was no good. So. Field goal was no good. He missed it. And so Cumberland will take over. First and 10 for the Pirates. Ball on their own 20. That's a disappointment for Arcola. Has that great kick return all the way down to the 20 and then get net of no yards. Cumberland will take over. Shotgun. Three receivers on the right-hand side. Olmstead takes the snap. Looking to throw. Going to air it out there. He's got McNeekin out there. It's called by McNeekin at the 50. 45-40. Makes a man miss the 35 to the 30. 25-20. 15, 10, 5. Touchdown. Cumberland Pirates. An 80-yard touchdown pass. Oh, what a play. That's striking while the iron is hot, let me tell you. Unbelievable. An 80-yard touchdown bomb from Olmstead to McMeekin. And with a minute 20 left to go in the half, the Pirates have opened this thing up. Cumberland will line up for the extra point this time. Neville, oh, hold on, we got movement and penalties. And it will be an encroachment on the defense. Cumberland will move up the half a yard. What a job by Olmstead finding McMeekin. He was who he was looking for the whole time was McMeekin on that touchdown pass. McMeekin made one man miss the 30 and ran the rest of the way. Extra point attempt. There's the kick. It's up. It's good. And the Pirates make it 19 to nothing 
after the extra point is good here with a minute 20 left to go in this first half. We'll be back with more Carmel Pirate football in one minute here on WCRA. The Toledo Democrat has been keeping folks up to date on all the events in and around Cumberland County since 1857. Wes and Billy Chambers promised to keep that tradition alive at the Toledo Democrat. They're thankful for the opportunity to serve Cumberland County and their work hard to bring you up to date on the news and events in the area. The Toledo Democrat, your county newspaper says, let's go Pirates! You're listening to Cumberland Pirates football on WCRA. Welcome back, Cumberland High School. After the 80-yard touchdown bomb from Olmstead to McMeekin, with a minute 20 left, the Pirates lead 19 to nothing. As Nebel has the ball teed up, and what a turn of events! Again, Arcola had that big kick return, then they had to give it up, miss the field goal, and then the first play for the Pirates ends up being a touchdown. Squib kick. Almost caught, now controlled by Arcola. Bringing it up on the return. Breaks one tackle, breaks another. He's going to be brought down at the 50. So another nice return by Arcola. And it will be first and 10 for Arcola. Ball at the 49-yard line, technically, the Arcola 49. Arcola still in their own territory. Here, with 113 left to go in the half. Arcola with one timeout left. On the 49. Out will come Phillips. Again, one running back right behind him. One off to his left-hand side. Wide receiver on his right, as well as a wing back on his right-hand side. Got to move one man in motion. Hands it off. Up the middle. Looking for running room. Nothing there. Maybe about two. And that is it for the running back up the middle. That was Lewis on the carry. His first carry of the night. Gets him two. And we'll be generous to give him three. Ball on the 48. Here's a close it out. 50 seconds left. Phillips looks again under center. Wing back on the right-hand side. Wide receiver on the right-hand side. Going to hand it off to the outside. Looking to set up a sweet play. Got to be enough for the first down. As that was Stice on the carry. And we'll give him nine on the carry. And an Arcola first down. Just their second first down of the night. So first and ten for Arcola. And it takes the snap, hands it off again to Stice looking to set up that same sweep. And this time the Pirate defense snuck it out. And we got a timeout. It's the final timeout for Arcola. Kaiser getting in there. With the hit, big hit from Kaiser, wrapping him up. Looks like we'll mark him for a loss of one for Stein. As Arcola takes their final timeout here with 22 seconds left. Arcola thus far tonight passing the football 0 for 2. So I don't know if you got to be leery of the, the pass at this point. You always got to be looking out for a pass, obviously. But this Arcola offense doesn't seem to be a pass-friendly offense. It seems more like a run-first offense. And Cumberland's done a great job. Again, only two first downs tonight for Arcola. So, Arcola. 
We'll come out here looking at a second and 12. After the two-yard loss. So it'll be second and 12. Ball on the 40, between the 43 and 44-yard line of the Pirates. This time they got that half tee, but two wide receivers this time for Phillips. They think maybe a pass coming from Phillips, and he will look to throw. Looking to throw. Going to heave that one up to the left side. It's going to be knocked down and complete. And that will bring up third down here with 17 seconds left. 17 seconds left here, third and 12. And you have to think... Maybe another pass, or maybe our goal is just say, "Hey, you know what? We're just gonna we're just gonna run the ball up the middle, and let's head to the halftime." Uh, Phillips will head to the line after going to the sideline, getting the play from the coach. They'll line up again with two wide receivers and those two running backs in the backfield. Under center is Phillips. Phillips takes snap. He's looking to throw, looking right, quick throw, right hand side. It's gonna be caught down to the 30, 25. We're out down at about the 22-yard line. It will be enough for the first down, though. On a nice play, that was Braden Phillips making the catch as Arcola will quickly spike the ball. Bring up second down. As that was a gain of, on that previous play, we'll say it's about a, yeah, we'll say it's a 20-yard gain. I'll give him 20 on that one. So here with nine seconds left, it'll be second and ten. Ball on the 23-yard line. Again, two wide receivers. Phillips under center. Takes the snap, looking to throw. He's under pressure. Going to throw it to the right-hand side. It's going to be caught again by Phillips. Brought down at about the 11. Nope, they're going to say incomplete. Incomplete. I thought he caught it, but nope, they said incomplete. So three seconds left. We've got one last playoff here for Arcola. Before the end of the half. We'll see what Coach Schneider wants to run here with three seconds left. Third and ten, ball on the 23. Third and ten, ball on the 23. Under center is Phillips. He's got two wide receivers. Takes the snap. He's looking to throw. He's under pressure. Just going to heave it off his back foot. It's going to be... Is it caught? Nope, incomplete. Bellin completely had Phillips out there, but Manique with a good defense, and it falls harmlessly to the ground. Incomplete. So after one half of play, Pirates lead 19 to nothing. We'll be back to look at your halftime stats on the Scott Billings Center Halftime Show here on WCRA. And that means two things at Gentry Small Engine Repair. They're ready to service your outdoor equipment, like chainsaws and leaf blowers. Need repairs, parts, or something shiny and new? They can help kick off your season. Go see Gentry Small Engine to get your machines ready for fall and football season. Don't forget to have your generators spruced up and ready to roar for those tricky Illinois winners. Located on the north side of the square in Toledo, Gentry Small Engine is a very proud supporter of Cumberland Pirate football. 
If where you work just isn't working anymore, it's time to move up to Evapco in Greenup, where many employees have retired millionaires. Starting wages at Evapco range from $16.90 per hour to $22 per hour based on skills and experience. And life insurance is free. Receive profit sharing twice a year and enjoy exceptional health benefits like medical, dental, and vision insurance, along with a prescription drug plan. Evapco is looking for assembly mechanics, welders, machine operators, and general laborers. Make the move to Evapco. Apply at jobs.evapcomw.com. Equal opportunity employer. At Country Financial, we're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through town. We're part of your community and help support the programs that make our neighborhood thrive. We take the time to get to know our clients. We know that every situation is unique and our goal is to understand yours so we can help you be confident about your financial security and your future. Call me, Curtis Walker. Or me, Lauren Holsapel-Clapp at 217-849-3011 to talk about how we can help ensure the future you're dreaming of is something you can proudly own no matter what it looks like. Neal Tire and Auto Service has been serving the community for over 90 years, and they're 100% employee-owned. You entrust your vehicle to their team, and they don't take that lightly. They treat you better than family. The word tire may be in their name, but they offer much more, like diagnostics, brakes, suspensions, and alignments, just to name a few. Nothing beats a Neal deal. Visit them today at 205 East Madison Street in Toledo. Open weekdays till 5 and Saturdays till noon. They wish the best of luck to this year's Cumberland Pirates. Go Pirates! Enjoy the perfect blend at Coffee and Creams in Toledo, your one-stop destination for all things delicious. Craving a rich cup of joe? They have you covered with hot and cold brews, teas, lotus, and specialty sodas. Ask your barista to build one just for you. Hungry? They have breakfast sandwiches, ice cream, pizza, soups, salads, wraps, and even a kid's menu. They really do have all your taste buds in mind. So step into Coffee and Creams in Toledo, where every visit is the perfect blend of deliciousness. Coffee and Creams will be open till 11 on game nights. And players in uniform get free small cones. At Country Financial, we're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through town. We're part of your community and help support the programs that make our neighborhoods thrive. We take the time to get to know our clients. We know that every situation is unique, and our goal is to understand yours so we can help you be confident about your financial security and your future. Call me, Curtis Walker. Or me, Lauren Holsapel-Clapp at 217-849-3011 to talk about how we can help ensure the future you're dreaming of is something you can proudly own no matter what it looks like. This is the Cumberland Pirates Halftime Report on WCRA. Welcome back here to Cumberland High School. Welcome into the Scott Building Center Halftime Show. Pirates lead at 19 to nothing. How did we get here? Well, obviously, Pirates got on the board first. It took the whole first quarter. In fact, 7.29 left to go in the second quarter. It was a four-yard touchdown run from Brayden Olmstead. Two-point conversion was no good. That made it 6-0. Then with 2.49 left to go, in that second corner it was a 34-yard touchdown run by number 34, uh, 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 Kaiser, who got in two-point conversion, then no good. That made it 12 to nothing. And then finally, with a minute 20 left to go in the half, an 80-yard touchdown pass from Olmstead to McNeekin. Extra point was good, made it 19 nothing. Cumberland, that's where we stand at the moment. <coughs> Cumberland has held the ball for most of this game. Arcola has only four possessions and three first downs. Let's look at those stats first for Arcola. We will start with the passing stats. Phil, one for seven for 20 yards on the night, rushing the ball. A lot of people have been rushing the ball. Barron has two carries for eight yards. It was Lewis, one carry for three yards. 
Uh, I have Lindstrom, one carry for three yards. Stice, uh, Henson Stice, four carries for 16 yards. Uh, Morford, one carry for six yards. Velasquez, two carries for 10 yards. And then finally, it was Braden Phillips with that one catch for 20 yards. Three first downs for Arcola, two penalties, and 10 yards for the uh, Purple Riders. For the Cumberland Pirates, it's been the Braden Olmstead show. He's two for two passing the football for 97 yards and one touchdown. 13 carries for 70 yards and a touchdown. Uh, McNeekin, 13, uh, 12 carries for 47 yards, one catch for 80 yards and a touchdown. And finally, Kaiser, three carries, 38 yards and one a touchdown. Pirates with eight first downs, two penalties for 10 yards. Again, that's what the Pirates can accomplish when they don't have penalties, don't have turnovers. No turnovers thus far in this ball game. So the Pirates taking care of the football, which is what you like to see, and it is ending up resulting in a lead for the Pirates here at the half. 19 to nothing, Cumberland is in front. As here at halftime, we'll give you my nominee for the Texas Financial Curtis Walker Lauren Holtzapple class play of the game. We'll announce the final play of the game in the halftime show, but I think there's lots of candidates. The run from Kaiser could definitely be a great candidate for play of the game, as well as the passing touchdown from Olmstead to McMeekin could be a great uh, addition, if you want to say that, for the uh, play of the game as well. So we'll have to decide that coming up in the post-game show. We'll also announce our defensive player of the game brought to you by Gentry Small Engine Repair in the postgame as well. So looking forward to that coming up after the second half of football. We still have one more half of football in front of us, and we will step aside when we come back. We will announce our, uh, or take a look, I should say, at our first neighbor bank, Toledo scoreboard of thinking it come up on some other sports from around the area as well as give your keys to the second half. That's all upcoming here in just a little bit on the Scott's Building Center Halftime Show right here on WCRA. The Toledo Democrat has been keeping folks up to date on all the events in and around Cumberland County since 1857. Wes and Billy Chambers promised to keep that tradition alive at the Toledo Democrat. They're thankful for the opportunity to serve Cumberland County and their work hard to bring you up to date on the news and events in the area. The Toledo Democrat, your county newspaper says, let's go Pirates! Your small business deserves big coverage, and that's what Cuts Insurance and Grinnell Mutual provide. We protect your future and your peace of mind with comprehensive and customized coverages you can rely on to run your business smoothly. Keep your sights set on the future. Trust in tomorrow. Contact Dave Cuts, your local Grinnell Mutual agent at Cuts Insurance today for all your business insurance needs. Trust in tomorrow is a registered trademark of Grinnell Mutual Reinsurance Company. When you have a project to get done and you don't have the equipment you need, try Scott's Building Center in Greenham. Scott's has a rental center where you can rent anything from mini excavators, skid steers, electric jackhammers, utility and dump trailers, plus much more. For a fee, they can also deliver. Call or stop by today and see what all they have to offer. Their staff will help you get the equipment you need and help you with every project you have. So don't try to do the job without the right equipment. See Scott's Building Center on Route 40 in Greenham. 
If where you work just isn't working anymore, it's time to move up to Evapco in Greenup, where many employees have retired millionaires. Starting wages at Evapco range from $16.90 per hour to $22 per hour based on skills and experience. And life insurance is free. Receive profit sharing twice a year and enjoy exceptional health benefits like medical, dental, and vision insurance, along with a prescription drug plan. Evapco is looking for assembly mechanics, welders, machine operators, and general laborers. Make the move to Evapco. Apply at jobs.evapcomw.com. Equal opportunity employer. At Country Financial, we're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through town. We're part of your community and help support the programs that make our neighborhoods thrive. We take the time to get to know our clients. We know that every situation is unique and our goal is to understand yours so we can help you be confident about your financial security and your future. Call me, Curtis Walker. Or me, Lauren Holsapel-Clapp at 217-849-3011 to talk about how we can help ensure the future you're dreaming of is something you can proudly own no matter what it looks like. Windows, doors, siding, and anything in between. Find it all right at Scott's Building Center. Scott's can service your needs with lumber, hand power tools, plumbing, electrical supplies, paints, and stains. Plus, they offer a rental center. Scott's is the largest Milwaukee dealer in the area. Support your local teams with an Orca cooler and chaser with your team's logo. Check out scottsbuildingcenter.com and on Facebook for all their specials and store hours. Proud supporter of the Cumberland Pirates. This is the Cumberland Pirates Halftime Report on WCRA. Welcome back here to Cumberland High School as the Pirates lead at 19 at 10 nothing here at halftime. Let's see, caught up on some area scores with our area scoreboard update brought to you by First Neighbor Bank. Mount Carmel leads only 28-7 to that game at the half. As Carlinville leads North Mac 28-14, that game in the second quarter. Bill Grove 28-12 over Sarah Cordo in the second quarter. Lincoln 28-14 over Jacksonville in the second quarter. Shelbyville 26-8 over Macon Meridian in the second quarter of that game. Greenville 14-6 over Vandalia in the second quarter. It's Clinton 14-0 over Tuscola in the second quarter. Payne 21-7 over Hillsborough. Arthur Lemington 21-17 over Nokomis. That game at the half. Central A&M, 7-0 over Warrensburg at the half. Effingham, 21-12 over Taylorville. That game in the second quarter. Charleston, 22-14 over Mattoon in the Coles County Class. That game in the second quarter. Litchfield over Gillespie, 10-6. That game in the first quarter at last check. Also, don't forget, going on right now, of course, you can listen to the Effingham-Taylorville game over on our sister station, 105.5.5 Jack FM. But also, going on right now, St. Louis Cardinals are in action as they kick off their final series of the season. They take on Cincinnati this weekend. That game will be on 98-9, the game tonight. And then we'll move the uh, St. Louis Cardinals over here to WCRA 1090 AM tomorrow evening as they take on Cincinnati because U of I football will be on 99 the game. By the way, programming note, I want to let everyone know that if you're tuning in to WCRA tomorrow and notice it's not there, we are aware of it. We are performing some routine maintenance on our tower, and we'll have to have the station down for a little bit so no one gets electrocuted going up the tower. So uh, we are aware of it. We are we, we know that this is going on. Um, so please be advised that if you are listening again, WCRA tomorrow, either the AM or the FM, it will be down intermittently throughout the day. Possibly the AM could be down all day tomorrow, starting at about 8 o'clock or so in the morning. So please be aware that we are we know of this. It is something we are aware of. 
We are just doing some routine maintenance on our tower. Please do not be alarmed. Um, and, you know, don't don't call the station. We know about it. It is routine. We are aware of it. We are working on it. It, it won't be a problem. Again, that is tomorrow morning starting at around 8 o'clock or so. The AM will be down. The FM will go down a little bit later on, uh, possibly throughout the day even, as we perform that tower maintenance. So please do not be alarmed. Do not be uh, worried. If you want to keep listening to all the great talk shows on WCRA, you can do that by going to our website, FEMRadio.com, downloading the free FEM Radio app, or just listening on your computer at FEMRadio.com. We'll still have the streams up and going. Unfortunately, tower, again, has to be down for routine maintenance. So do want to make you aware of that. Again, that will be tomorrow morning. Starting at around 8 o'clock, WCRA AM will be down. The FM will be down intermittently throughout the day as well as over on WCRC. It will be down as well for a little bit throughout the day as well. Again, aware of it, routine tower maintenance. Uh, just trying to get things uh, to, to sound as good and crystal clear as we possibly can. And in order to do that, again, we have to make sure that the towers are off so no one uh, gets hurt climbing up those towers. That's something I know I don't want to do. Those towers are big, and I'm afraid of heights. So not a good combination for me. Well, we are going to step away one more time. When we come back, we'll have our keys to the second half of the game. You're listening to Cumberland Pirate Football on WCRA. The Toledo Democrat has been keeping folks up to date on all the events in and around Cumberland County since 1857. Wes and Billy Chambers promise to keep that tradition alive at the Toledo Democrat. They're thankful for the opportunity to serve Cumberland County and their work hard to bring you up to date on the news and events in the area. The Toledo Democrat, your county newspaper says, let's go Pirates! Your small business deserves big coverage, and that's what Cuts Insurance and Grinnell Mutual provide. We protect your future and your peace of mind with comprehensive and customized coverages you can rely on to run your business smoothly. Keep your sights set on the future. Trust in tomorrow. Contact Dave Cuts, your local Grinnell Mutual agent at Cuts Insurance today for all your business insurance needs. Trust in tomorrow is a registered trademark of Grinnell Mutual Reinsurance Company. When you have a project to get done and you don't have the equipment you need, try Scott's Building Center in Greenham. Scott's has a rental center where you can rent anything from mini excavators, skid steers, electric jackhammers, utility, and dump trailers, plus much more. For a fee, they can also deliver. Call or stop by today and see what all they have to offer. Their staff will help you get the equipment you need and help you with every project you have. So don't try to do the job without the right equipment. See Scott's Building Center on Route 40 in Greenup. If where you work just isn't working anymore, it's time to move up to Evapco in Greenup, where many employees have retired millionaires. Starting wages at Evapco range from $16.90 per hour to $22 per hour based on skills and experience. And life insurance is free. Receive profit sharing twice a year and enjoy exceptional health benefits like medical, dental, and vision insurance, along with a prescription drug plan. Evapco is looking for assembly mechanics, welders, machine operators, and general laborers. Make the move to Evapco. Apply at jobs.evapcomw.com. Equal opportunity employer this is the cumberland pirates halftime report on wcra welcome back here to cumberland high school let's see those keys to the second half and for me it's for the cumberland pirates it's exactly what you've been doing both offensively and defensively the pirates have done a great job on both sides of the football i feel like um you know offensively 
Uh, I love what I'm seeing out of Olmstead tonight. But running the football, had two good-looking passes um, as well tonight. So, uh, definitely, that is what I'm looking at. Uh, I forgot to mention that in the halftime stat, Zach Harmon with a catch for 17 yards. Sorry about that, Zach. Zach with one catch for 17 yards on the night. And if I remember correctly, it was a big third down play as well to get the drive alive. So, very important one there. But, yeah, I like what I'm seeing out of Olmstead tonight. I want to see him keep being aggressive with the football, both carrying the, the football as well as throwing it. And then defensively, they've done a great job shutting down this Arcola offense. I mean, there just hasn't been anything there for Arcola tonight. Uh, you know, they've had a couple games of eight, one for 11, one for nine, another one for nine. But really, that's it. You know, you had the big 20-yard pass right there at the end of the first half. But that's it. Otherwise, it's been a great night, I think, for this Cumberland Pirate defense. And that would be back-to-back uh, good weekends for this Cumberland defense. Actually, three in a row, even the, the Villa Grove game, they were they were good. And, you know, the, the two games, really, besides the Sullivan game, the Cumberland defense looked really good this year. So we'll see if they can keep it going here in the second half. They lead 19 nothing. It will be our call of football to start the second half. As we will be in that here momentarily. And for our call, man, I don't... I want to say, you know, try to throw the ball more, spread it out a little bit. But I don't know if, if Phillips can do that. I don't know if he has that, you know, being a freshman. You know, we've seen him go, you know, one for seven tonight throwing the football. So I don't know if, if he's just, you know, that that's just not yet in the repertoire. Um, but that's what I'd like to see. I'd like to see some, some more throws uh, from Arcola and just try to spread the ball out a little bit, try and, mix it up because your running game is it has not been working thus far. Like I said, only three first downs for our goal in that whole first half. So it's definitely something I would I, I would suggest our goal uh, try to do uh, for the offensive side for that. But uh, credit to the Cumberland defense, of course, doing a great job of shutting them down and doing what they need to do to try and get out of here with a win. Again, it would be a big win for Cumberland. That makes them four and two on the season with three weeks left. There's still a chance if you win here tonight that you could get six, maybe even seven wins on the season possibly, which for Cumberland, you'd have to think, you're, I mean, you're talking home playoff game at that point. You're talking hosting a first-round game possibly. And not only that, but maybe even avoiding an Arcola or, or uh, an Arthur or a Casey. I think you want to try and avoid a Casey in the first round if you can. Um, so that's why I think it's very important for the Pirates to try and get seven, seven, six or seven wins, try and host the game here. And we'll see if the Pirates can do that here as we get ready to start second half. As the Pirates teeing the ball up. And it will be Cumberland kicking off to our Cole. Our Cole will be traveling left or right on your radio dial. As the Pirates trying to close this one out. They lead 19 to nothing here in this Lincoln Prairie Conference matchup. After tonight, only one home game left for the Pirates. Of course, Cumberland will be in action next Saturday when they head up to Tri-County. And the week after that, they'll be on the road to take on Nokomis before they finish off the year here at our uh, taking on Argenta. As Nebel has the ball teed up. As down Cumberland kind of moving and switching sides, it looks like, of the, the kick team. I don't know if they're trying something different. 
as Needle approaches the football. And they will be trying an onside kick, and they're going to say penalty flag. Arcola got it, but there's a penalty on the far side of the field. I don't know what the penalty is for. I don't know if anyone broke the the plane. Um, I believe it will be an offside against Cumberland. Maybe someone broke the the yardage too soon, and we'll have to see if you know Arcola wants them to kick it back. You know, re-kick it. <coughs> or if Arcola will just take over where they were. And we will have a re-kick. We have a re-kick. So we'll move them back five yards. And we'll re-kick it. So instead of kicking off from the 40, Cumberland will kick off from the 35. That's where Nebel will be kicking it. So we'll see if Cumberland tries that again. Now they're a little further back. So the Arcola return men are standing around the 25-yard line. And we'll see if Nebel wants to try that onside kick again or if he's just going to blast it downfield. See. I think certain five yards back, I think you got to try and actually kick it, and he will. It'll be a line drive kick right up the middle, and it'll be corralled at about the 26-yard line. That's where uh, the return man will set up, and it'll be brought down about the 46-yard line. That was Barron on the return, and that's where our goal will take over. <coughs> Pardon me. As our goal will take over, it'll be first and 10 for the Purple Riders. Going to mark him down at the 45. That's the Arcola 45. So first and 10 Arcola, ball on the 45-yard line. So Arcola, their offense gets their first chance of the night in the second half. And off to Barron. It's on the ground, and I think the Pirates got it. I think Cumberland's got it. Waiting on official word. Nope. Arcola able to corral it. So Arcola with the fumble. But they did not lose it. So Arcola able to maintain possession. They'll just lose about three yards on that one. So make it second and 12. All on the 43-yard line. And that broken tee or half tee, swing back on the left-hand side. Wide receiver on the left-hand side for Phillips. Phillips going to hand it off to Farron, looking for running room. Nothing there. No gain on the play for Barron. No gain on that one. And it'll be now third and 12. Ball on the Arcola 43. And again, this Cumberland defense just done a great job tonight of limiting Arcola. As they did last week with Arthur, the week before against Villa Grove. Half D, wing back on the left hand side, wide receiver on the left hand side as well. They move one man in motion, that's from the wing back position. They'll hand it off. Nope, they're going to pitch it out to the man in motion, and he's going to be brought out of bounds at about the 50. That was Henson Stein. 
It's going to be down at the 50. That will make it a seven-yard gain. And it will be fourth and about four or five. Fourth down here. Ball just inside Pirate territory. We'll see if this Pirate defense can make a stop here. One more. FT, wing back on the right-hand side. Wide receiver on the right-hand side as well for Phillips. And I think Arcola jumped. Yep, Arcola moved first. And so that'll be another penalty. That's their third of the night. Move it five yards back. So basically we're looking at a fourth and ten. A fourth and nine. Ball on the 46. And now I think Arcola will be punting. It will be Elonzo. Elizondo, excuse me, to punt it. There's the snap. There's the punt almost blocked, but able to get it away. It'll bounce about the 32, uh, 22, 27, and be down at the 26. And that's where the Pirates take over. It'll be first and 10, Cumberland on their own 26-yard line, and with 10.23 left to go in this third quarter. Cumberland with their first drive of the half coming up. Pirates come out with shotgun. One receiver on the right-hand side, that's McNeekin. Three receivers on the left-hand side. Bring back Kaiser on the left-hand side as well for Olmstead. Olmstead's going to keep it himself, though, looking to run it. Goes right into the heart of the defense. And give him about two. Second and eight. Second and eight for the Pirates. Cumberland will come to the line. Shotgun formation again. Four wideouts. McNeekin is the slot receiver on the left-hand side. Kaiser is running back. They're going to move McNeekin in motion from left to right. They'll give it to him. Nope, take it to him on the jet sweep. Give it to Kaiser. Kaiser looking for some running room. and He's going to be brought down about the 30. And another two. Kaiser's got 40 yards tonight on four carries. And this will bring up a third and about six. Third and six for Cumberland. Gerhardt check in. Kaiser head to the sideline for the third down play. Gerhardt will be the man beside Olmstead in the shotgun, and we got flags again. And movement on the Pirates. Their third penalty on the night. And now that'll push the Pirates back to about a third and 11. So both these teams doing the exact same thing on their possession. Making now third and 11. Ball on the 25 yard line. Come along, come out of the huddle. Three receivers on the right hand side. One receiver on the left. As McNeekin, the lone receiver on the left-hand side. Olmstead 
Going to look to throw it McMeekins away. He's going to air it out for him again, and it's going to be incomplete. Good defense out there by Phillips. And that one falls incomplete. And that'll bring up fourth down. Fourth and 11. I think the Pirates will punt it from here, considering where they're at on the field. As it will be Harmon back to punt. Harmon will be punting. And it looks like Henson Spice will be back to return. Harmon, low snap, able to bounce in front of him, barely got that one off. There's a penalty fly. He ran into the kicker. And he'll be down at the 41, but that will be irrelevant because of the penalty. Personal foul, running into the kicker on Arcola. And that may keep the possession alive for the Pirates. We'll wait and see what the outcome of this. This is the first time I think I've had a running into the punter or or kick interference, however you want to read that one. It will be a penalty. We're going to mark it off, and it will be an automatic first down. That will be 15 yards. Automatic first down for the Pirates. And it will be a first and 10 Cumberland on the 40. After the 15-yard mark-off. So first and 10 Cumberland, 40-yard line. The lineup wild town with McNeekin back at the quarterback position. McNeekin takes a snap, looking for running room. Left side gets a block from Kaiser, trying to cut up field, and he's still on his feet, finally brought down about the 45-yard line. So we'll give McNeekin there about uh, six yards on the carry. And that will bring up second down. Second and four. For the Pirates. Ball on the 44-yard line for Cumberland. 739 left to go in this third quarter. McMeekin. Wildcat. Uh, that's Olmstead in the Wildcat. And Olmstead trying to pitch it to McNeekin. Say it's going to be brought down behind the line of scrimmage. Loss of one for Olmstead. On the keeper. So a loss of one. As they moved McNeekin in motion from kind of that wide receiver position in the Wildcat. And they faked the pitch to him. And Olmstead kept it himself. So now they'll bring up third down. Third and about six for the Pirates. This time they'll have McNeekin back there in the Wildcat. Now they'll flip the play at the line. McNeekin takes a snap. He's going to run it. Looking for some running room. Not a lot there. He brought down. Might have got back to the line of scrimmage no more. And give him a yard. Nope, give him none. So it'll be fourth and six, and the Pirates will punt again. 
nice back deep to return. So that penalty ends up not hurting Arcola minus the field position as Harmon punting this one away. It's a nice punt from Harmon. It'll be caught at about the 29-yard line. That's where Ensign Stanks will bring the return, and he'll bring it up to about the 38. And that's where Arcola will take over here with 6.04 left to go in the third quarter. Arcola will have their second drive of the half. And it'll be first and 10 for the Purple Riders. Ball on the 39-yard line. They're trying to claw their way back into this thing. Trailing right now, 19-0. Is Arcola still only with three first downs on the game? Line up again with that half T wing back and the left-hand side. Wide receiver on the left-hand side for Phillips. Phillips takes snaps, going to hand it off. That's the Baron. Baron looking for running room. Left side. He's going to break one tackle. You know, get into pirate territory. Nice gain for Baron right there. Given 13. And a first down for Arcola. First down, Arcola inside pirate territory down to the 49-yard line after the gain of 13. Maybe there is some life in this Arcola offense. 5.50 left to go, third quarter. One wide receiver, left-hand side. Barron is that wing back this time on the right-hand side. Phillips takes snaps, kind of hand it off, looking for running room up the middle, nothing there, maybe a yard. That was Lewis on the carry, give him a yard. And that will bring up second down, second nine. Arcola. And they do a lot of different, you know, looks as far as different guys running the football. So luckily this pirate line has done a great job tonight of busting through and at least helping to identify who has the football. Sometimes that's all you need to do. Identify where that football is. Now they'll go two wide receivers, two running backs, and that broken tee looking to throw it as Phillips under pressure. Throws that one up. It's caught by Phillips down the sidelines. He's in the 30. 25-20. Breaks both tackles. He's going to get in. Touchdown. Touchdown. There is a penalty flag on the play. Hold on. Hold on. Hold everything. A hold on Arcola. That one will be coming back. It's a hold on Arcola. That touchdown will be coming back. It'll be a penalty on Arcola. Take the six points off the board. And we'll see where they mark Arcola from. It will be a... ten-yard penalty. This is the game for Arcola. So it'll be second down, second and long. Make it second and 20, second and 19 officially for Arcola as they take that huge play off the board. Baron, the wing back on the right-hand side, wide receiver on the right-hand side as well. Going to move one man in motion. They'll hand it off up the middle, though. And not a lot there. It looks like about four on the carry. That was Murford on the carry. 
second and four. And now have about a third and 15. Third and 15. Two wide receiver set for Arcola. No wing back, but two running backs in the backfield. Phillips looking to throw again. Under pressure, hit as he threw it, and it was incomplete. And he got hit hard. Able to get up, but that one will fall incomplete. I couldn't tell who that was for the Pirates. We got right in there. May have been Wyatt Watkins. <coughs> we just got right in there, unguarded almost. He gave a shot. And now Arcola will be punting it again. Elizondo on to punt. Meekin back deep to return. As there's the punt. It's another nice punt. It'll bounce at about the 20, and it will be down at the 20. Cumberland will take over on their own 20. You know, four minutes left to go in this ballgame. In this third quarter, I should say. Thank our sponsors real quick. Scott's Building Center, UVAPCO Midwest. First Neighbor Bank of Toledo, Country Financial, Curtis Walker, and the local Cup Flaps, Cuts Insurance, Gentry Small Engine Repair, Coffee and Cream, you know, Pirate Toledo, and the Toledo Democrats. As the Pirates will head to the line, first and 10 from their own 20. Come out in a pistol formation. Olmstead beside. Kaiser, he'll pitch it to the running back, who's McMeekin. Got some running room on the right-hand side. He's got enough for the first. And he's going to be brought out of bounds. After a gain of 11 and a first down for the Pirates. So first down, gain of 11 there for the Pirates. Blake with 64 yards on the night on 15 carries. So it'll be first and 10 Pirates on the 31. 3.53 left to go in this third quarter. 19-0 Pirates lead. Come out shotgun, four wide. Meek in the running back. On the left-hand side beside Olmstead. It's going to hit off of Olmstead and be on the ground. That's a fumble. <coughs> I'm waiting to see who fell on it. I think Cumberland fell on it yet. So it will still be Pirate football, but just barely. Don't know how Olmstead was able to fall on that. And there was a host of Purple Riders around him, but he did. So, it'll be a loss of 10 on the fumble. And now makes it second and 20. Looks like it just kind of hit Olmstead in the side there. And now the Pirates will come out shotgun. Four wide, two on each side. McMeekin, the running back, on the left-hand side. Olmstead looking to set up a screen to McMeekin. Gets the screen, fights through one tackle, still on his feet, and brought down after a loss of... Lost a seven on that one. We'll say it's a loss of seven on that one. So it'll be third and 25 for the Pirates. 
not a whole lot of plays you call on third and 25 very often. See what Coach Watkins wants to draw up here. wonder if you just send McNeekin on a go and have Olmstead throw it up to him. But we'll see what the Pirates want to do. Three wide receivers bunched up left-hand side. Play clock down to two. Play clock down to one. They're going to have to get it off. They do. Olmstead looking to throw. Rolling out to his right under pressure. Gets it over to McNeekin. McNeekin trying to make something happen, but he's going to be forced out of bounds. And we have a pirate down on the field. He's, I think he's able to get up. And we'll say that's a gain of about uh, gain of 10. On the pass to McNeekin. But it will still be fourth down, and the Pirates will have to punt it away. As Harmon looks to punt it away, almost blocked again, but he did get it off. And it will be down at the 43-yard line. So Harmon's been busy punting the ball tonight. As our Cole will take over with 142 left to go in this third quarter. That will be our Cole football as no one's really had much momentum here on offense in this third quarter. Both teams just trading punts. It'll be first and 10, ball in the 43. That's the Arcola 43. Phillips. Again, under center, wing back on the right-hand side. Two running backs behind him. One wide receiver on the right-hand side. That's Phillips. He'll hand it off. Nope, double handoff, it looks like. Kind of a reverse. And brought down after a loss of one. That was Barron on the carry. Loss of one makes it second and 11. Loss of one, make it second and 11 here. One fifteen left to go, third quarter, 19 nothing. Cameron leads. Now two wide receivers for Arcola. Well, as again, that split T, Phillips looking to throw. Under pressure, just going to heave that one up there again to Phillips. It's going to be caught once more. He's inside Pirate territory for another nice gain. And so that's a gain of about, we'll say 15 again. And a first down for Arcola. Like I talked about, you know, at the half, they need to do a better job, I think, of, of just, you know, moving the football through the air, I think, for Arcola. Cumberland's been susceptible to it. Cumberland's committing 100% to the run, and it's leaving Braden Phillips open downfield. Come again with two wide here with 30 seconds left to go in the quarter. Two wide receivers, two running backs to the back of the field for Phillips. He's going to look to throw again under pressure. Now he's going to run, throws it across the middle, and it's going to be incomplete. Incomplete, 23 seconds left to go, and it'll bring up second and 10. Second and 10, ball in the 44. 44-yard line. That's the Arcola 44, or the Cumberland 44, check that. As Brody Phillips. Well, bring the offense back out. 
Brandon Phillips again, the wide receiver on the right-hand side. Wing back is Barron. He's on the right-hand side as well. Now he's going to move in motion from right to left. They'll hand it off. It's going to be a throw kind of over left side, and it'll fall incomplete. It's kind of a, a, an RPO, a run-pass option. And Phillips saw his man out there. That was, I believe, it was uh, Henson Spice who was out there. Unfortunately, I don't think Henson Spice was looking for the football. And it falls to the ground incomplete. And that'll bring up third down. Third and 10, 19 seconds left to go. As Phillips will head back from the sideline after getting the play from Coach Snyder. Coach Snyder in his first year here at Arcola. Trying to get a come from behind victory here in Cumberland. Line up again under center. Barron, the wing back, right hand side. Phillips, the running back on the right hand side as well. Phillips under center, and someone moved, someone flinched. And it will be a delay of game? Yep, delay of game. So, delay of game penalty on Arcola. I'll push him back five. That's their sixth penalty of the night for 45 yards. Now it's third and 15. Ball on the Cumberland 49-yard line. And two wide receivers for Phillips. He takes a snap. He's looking to throw. He's under pressure. He's under pressure. He's just going to heave that one to the side. He's going to fall incomplete. Nope, they're going to – at first, I thought they were going to say it was a uh, backwards pass, but no, they're going to say it fell incomplete. That was forward. One of those right-on-the-line kind of things, but they're going to say it fell incomplete. Otherwise, that would be another Cumberland Pirate touchdown. But instead, it will fall incomplete. Fourth and 15, and Arcola will punt it away again. This third quarter could be characterized as the quarter of punts. Everyone's been punting it this quarter. As Elizondo will be punting. He'll stand at about his 37-yard line. There's the punt. Another good punt. McNeese will let it bounce, and we won't get a return. That'll take a great Arcola bounce. That's going to roll all the way to the two. And that's where the Pirates will take over on their own two with five seconds left to go in this third quarter. Cumberland will take over. First and ten on their own one or two yard line. It will be the two. Cumberland takes over first and ten on their own two. With three seconds left to go, or five seconds left to go in the quarter. Cumberland will line up wishbone. Just trying to give themselves some breathing room, you'd think. Olmstead, quarterback keeper. Trying to move the pile. Still trying to move the pile. And that'll be the end of the quarter. And he may have gotten a yard. Actually, they're going to give him about four. So Olmstead gets four on that one. And that'll bring us to the end of the third quarter. Pirates lead still 19-0. We'll be back with more Criminal Pirate Football on WCRA. 
Neil Tyler and Auto Service has been serving the community for over 90 years, and they're 100% employee-owned. You entrust your vehicle to their team, and they don't take that lightly. They treat you better than family. The word tire may be in their name, but they offer much more, like diagnostics, brakes, suspensions, and alignments, just to name a few. Nothing beats a Neil deal. Visit them today at 205 East Madison Street in Toledo. Open weekdays till 5 and Saturdays till noon. They wish the best of luck to this year's Cumberland Pirates. Go Pirates! Enjoy the perfect blend at Coffee and Creams in Toledo, your one-stop destination for all things delicious. Craving a rich cup of joe? They have you covered with hot and cold brews, teas, lotus, and specialty sodas. Ask your barista to build one just for you. Hungry? They have breakfast sandwiches, ice cream, pizza, soups, salads, wraps, and even a kid's menu. They really do have all your taste buds in mind. So step into Coffee and Creams in Toledo, where every visit is the perfect blend of deliciousness. Coffee and Creams will be open till 11 on game nights. And players in uniform get free small cones. This is Cumberland High School football on 99.5 and 107.7 WCRA. Welcome back here, Cumberland High School. Pirates with a lot of green space in front of them. It will be first and, or second and, well, now they've changed where it was. At first, I thought they gave him four yards. Now it looks like they're only going to give him about a yard. So it'll be one yard, not four yards. So it'll be second and nine for the Pirates. Ball on their own four. It's not a whole lot of room there. Pirates kind of make some room. Olmstead under center. Wishbone again. Got a handoff. Over McNeekin. Maybe he gets a block downfield. He's to the 25 20. 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 55, down to the 40. He's got a man to beat him. He's got to go all the way. No flag. Touchdown. 96 yards. Blake McNeekin. For a pirate touchdown. And that got the crowd to its feet. A 96 yard touchdown run for the Pirates. And, of course, that touchdown brought to you by First Neighbor Bank of Toledo. Pirates with some big plays tonight. The 80-yard touchdown bomb to McMeekin, and now a 96-yard touchdown run by McMeekin. Line up in the wishbone. He ran it to the right, got some blocks, and then it was just one man to beat. That man dove at him at about the uh, Arcola 35-yard line. McMeekin able to break through and take it all the way to the house, unopposed. Eagle will line up for the extra point. There's snap ball down. Kick is up. It's on the way. And that is good. So the extra point is good. And the Pirates lead now 25 to nothing. Again, that's touchdown brought to you by First Neighbor Bank. And the Pirates looks like they were in trouble. Backed up on their own goal line. But a big running play from Blake McNeekin. And the Pirates now have a 25 to nothing lead here. 11.44 left to go in this ball game. As let's take a moment to check out that First Neighbor Bank scoreboard update while we have a moment. While teams are awaiting the kickoff, and we'll try and get some of these, or as many as we can, I should say. As Mount Carmel leads 42-7 over Olney in the third quarter. Shelbyville 26-7 over Mink in that game at halftime. Clinton 20-6 over Tuscola at the half. Carlinville 28-14 over North Mac in the second quarter. Greenville 14-6 over Vandalia at the half. It is Villa Grove over Sarah Gordo, 28-12 in the second quarter. Arthur, 29-23 over Nokomis in the third quarter. That game's close. Pena, 21-7 over Hillsborough. 
Muhammad 12 nothing over Mountain Zion. That game at the half, Warrensburg and Central NM tied at 7. That game in the fourth quarter as well. <coughs> Nebel has the ball. Teed up. And we await the extra point. Or we await the kickoff, I should say. There's the kick, and it didn't go very far, but it'll be picked up by Arcola and down at about the 49-yard line. So Arcola will take over there. First and 10 on their own 49. Here's 11.42 left to go in the ballgame. So first and 10 Arcola on their own 49. And Phillips. Come on again under center. He's got two wide receivers, two running backs behind him again. That offset eye. Takes snap. Going to hand it off up the middle. Don't quite know where the ball is. Now I find it, and it'll be a gain of about nine. I saw a bunch of players running in different directions. Didn't quite know who had the ball. As that was... Velasquez, I believe, with the carry. He came back in. Give him nine on that one. Check that. I think it was uh, Murford. Nine on that one. So second and one. (coughs) Two wide receivers. Two running backs again. Then offset eye. Kind of one right behind the quarterback. One offset to the left. Or Phillips. Phillips will hand it off, looking for running room. Up the middle and brought down, but I think he got just enough for the first. I'll wait on official word. Where are they going to mark him down at? And nope, they're going to say no gain by Lindstrom. So make it third and one for Arcola. You have to think Arcola just try to punch it right up the middle. Lap again, offset eye. This time it's offset to the right. Two wide receivers as well. One split on each side. One is Barron. One is Phillips. Going to hand it off right up the middle, and that'll be enough for the first down. And more down to the 35 and brought down at the 30. Big run right there from Lindstrom. Or Murphy, excuse me. And he'll be down at the 30. Give him about 11 on that one. He's got 31 on the game. Lead offensive producer for Arcola and another first down for the Triple Riders. First and 10. Ball in the 30. Again, two wide receivers. Phillips almost lost handle of it and says he's going to hand it off. Into Murford. Not a lot of running room on the right side. Give him about two on that one. Give it. I think it's second eight. On the twenty-eight yard line. Nine thirty left to go in the ball game. Pirates lead twenty-five nothing. As Arcola comes off again, that offset eye, offset to the right this time. Two receivers as well. Aaron on the left, Phillips on the right. Uh, looking to throw it is Phillips. He's under pressure. Going to heave that one up there. Deep ball. Hit as he threw it, and it's going to be caught. It's caught, and there's a flag. Caught in a flag. So 
Phillips with a great catch. He's down around the two. There's a flag on the play. I'm waiting on official word. They're both kind of fighting and scrapping for it over there. So we'll wait and see who it's on. It's going to be pass interference on the Pirates. I assumed it'll be declined by Arcola because the end of the, the play was a big pass play. There'll be pass interference on the Pirates declined and said they'll take the yardage. They'll be down at about the two, about the three-yard line. We'll say that's a 23-yard pass. And it'll be first and goal now from about the three. Offset eye. To the right this time, two wide receivers. They hand it off up the middle, and he's in. Touchdown. Three-yard touchdown run. By Morford. And he gets in. Here with 8.46 left to go in the ballgame, and Arcola's on the board. They will not get shut out tonight. Three-yard touchdown run by Morford. And now we'll see if Arcola wants to go for two or if they're just going to kick the extra point. Looks like they will go for two. As Phillips, I saw, headed back over from the sideline. Lineup offset eye again. This time to the right. Phillips looking to throw. Going to throw it left side, and it's going to be caught for the two-point conversion. So two-point conversion is good. And that makes it 25-8 to Pirates lead. There was 8.46 left to go in this ball game. We will step aside when we come back. We'll have more Cumberland Pirate football on WCRA. In Toledo, you'll find friendly faces waiting to take care of your outdoor and lawn care needs. Seasonal tune-ups, engine and machine repairs, and Cub Cadet warrant services, they can help. Working at home in the garage, our parts department covers a variety of brands. Or maybe you're ready for some new equipment. Our showroom features mowers, trimmers, chainsaws, and more from manufacturers including Cub Cadet, Troy Built, DeWalt, and European Forestry Company. Go see them at Gentry Small Engine, located on the north side of the square in Toledo. The Toledo Democrat has been keeping folks up to date on all the events in and around Cumberland County since 1857. Wes and Billy Chambers promise to keep that tradition alive at the Toledo Democrat. They're thankful for the opportunity to serve Cumberland County and their work hard to bring you up to date on the news and events in the area. The Toledo Democrat, your county newspaper says, let's go Pirates! You're listening to Cumberland Pirates Football on WCRA. Welcome back as it will again be Elonzo to kick it. He's going to kick it off sides. Try to anyway. It's going to bounce in the air. And Arcola's got it. Arcola's got it. Down at the 41 as the Pirates didn't make a move to the football. They just kind of sat there and looked at it. As Arcola will take over first and 10 on the Cumberland 41. 
Arcola not going away quietly into the night. They recover the onside kick. That's not the second time the Pirates have had an onside kick recovered against them. As Arcola starting to build some momentum here. It's a little too late. We'll wait and see. Phillips in off the night. Two wide receivers. Going to hand it off. Up the middle. Brought down. Decent gain. About four or so. That was Murford with the carry. Give him about four. He's got 40 yards on the night. On seven carries. That makes it second and five. I'll give him five yards, actually. Second and five. Ball on the 36. Phillips under center again. Two wide receivers. He's going to look to throw. Pump fake. Still looking to throw. Airs it out. Deep ball. It's going to be caught. Caught by Barron. He's going to be brought down to the five. And we have whistles. And we're going to say it's our call of football, but there is a flag on the play. As I'm, as I'm waiting, and it will be personal foul on the Pirates. That makes a bad play even worse. So it's a 30-yard gain to Barron. And with the penalty on the Pirates, Arcola now lined up under center. Going to hand it off to Murford up the middle. Not enough. He's going to be short. I'll give him two. That'll be second goal on the one. Seven and a half minutes left. Touchdown, an extra point here will narrow the gap down to nine if they go for two. Sarcola will head to the line. And then offset eye, off to the right, two wide receivers. They're going to pitch it this time, and he's going to get in his Murford from one yard out and his second touchdown of the night as the Pirates Suddenly, things have not gone well in the past minute and a half or so. What is it, with 7.13 left to go, Arcola has another touchdown. It's one from one yard out. Now they'll line up for the two points. Again, try and make it a nine-point game if they can make the two-point conversion here. Phillips. Under center, offset eye, going to the right. Takes snap, he's looking to throw, rolls out to his right side, tries to get to Barron, and it's going to fall incomplete. The two-point conversion's no good, so we'll stay 25-14, 7-13 left to go in the ballgame. You're listening to Cumberland Pirate Football on WCRA. Share the road during harvest season. Cuts Insurance and Grinnell Mutual want your help protecting our hardworking farmers. While they're hard at work, let's keep their safety in mind while traveling our roadways. Slowing down and paying attention helps keep everyone safe. Together, we can trust in tomorrow. Contact Dave Cuts, your local Grinnell Mutual agent at Cuts Insurance today for all your insurance needs. Trust in tomorrow is a registered trademark of Grinnell Mutual Reinsurance Company. 
You're listening to Cumberland Pirates Football on WCRA. Welcome back, Cumberland High School. And obviously, if you're the Pirates, the objective on this kickoff, get the ball. That is the objective for the Pirates. We'll see if the Pirates can do that here. As Elizondo will have the ball teed up. We'll see if he can get another onside kick like he just did. As Elizondo waiting to kick it off. There's the whistle. Here comes the kick. This time he'll boot it way back there over the Pirate return men head. They'll be picked up at about the 12 and down, and that's where Pirates will take over. I think that was Kaiser back there. Cumberland moved kind of their hands unit to the second line, expecting an onside kick, but instead they booted it. So Cumberland will take over. And we'll see if this offense, which we know can go on long drives, they have 7-10 left to play with. Can they put a long drive together here and use up this clock? That's what I think the Pirates are trying to do here. Wishbone. For Cumberland. Under center is Olmstead. Takes a snap. Going to hand it off to McMeekin. Makes one man miss. He's down to the 15. Down to the 20. And he's going to be brought out of bounds about the 21-yard line. Gain of about nine. Nine-yard gain there. For McMeekin. He's got 169 yards on the night, especially after the 96-yard. Touchdown run. It's 47 left to go as McNeekin went out of bounds. McNeekin was trying to stay in bounds, but his momentum just carried him out of bounds. So the lineup wishbone again. Will the Pirates here on second and about one? And we got penalty flags. And this time it'll be encroachment on Arcola. That'll be an automatic first down for the Pirates. Five yards on Arcola. That's their seventh penalty of the night. I'll be first and ten now for Cumberland. Ball in the 25. They'll line up wishbone again. Take snap, hand it off to McNeekin. Looking for some running room. Finds it. Down to the 30. Down to about the 34-yard line before he's brought down. They'll mark him at the 33, so a gain of eight. So a gain of eight there. That'll make it second and about two. Second two, ball in the 34. As the Pirates try to ice this one away. Here with 6.15 left to go, they lead 25-14. 11-point ball game, still a two-possession game. The lineup wishbone again. Wishbone for Olmstead, hands off McNeekin again, looking for running room on the right-hand side. Not there this time. He's wrapped up right at the line. No gain for McMeekin on that one. No gain. Bring it third down. Make it third and two. Third and two for the Pirates, who are trying to just use this clock as much as they can and keep getting first down. That's something that in the, the third quarter was hard to do for the Pirates. As far as 
you know, get some first downs. A lot of punting. They'll try and convert on this third down. Wishbone again. And off McMeekin again. McMeekin trying to bounce around, trying to get to the first. He was hit hard, and he'll be just short. Oh, we'll see. I think we may get a measurement here. It's close. Nope, first down. First down, he needed two. He got two. And so that'll give the Pirates... More life, more time to kill. First and 10, ball on the 36-yard line. First and 10, Pirates will come out. In the Wildcat, but this time they are have Olmstead at the quarterback position. Now they're going to move McMeekin in motion. Olmstead will fake it to McMeekin, keep it himself, looking for some running room, still bouncing around, and give him a gain of about, eh, we'll give him three on that one. Three on that one. 4.15 left to go. 25-14. Pirates trying to get this one away. As it'll be first and 10. Ball on the 39. For the Pirates. We're taking their time, as they should. Cumberland comes out, wishbone again. And now Simmeekin again, looking for more running room on the right-hand side. He's going to be driven back. And we're going to get a timeout from Arcola. That'll be their first. It'll be third down. Make it third and six after a gain of, we'll say, two on that one. 181 yards on the night for McMeekin on 21 carries. But a timeout from Arcola. Cole will take a timeout here with 339. That'll be their first timeout. So their first timeout for Arcola. And I'll bring up a third and about six for the Pirates here with 339 left to go in this ballgame. Pirates just trying to ice this one away. They got to pick up six big yards here to do that with this first down. Trying to get it convert a first down. It will be third down. Even so, the Pirates have already eaten up almost four minutes worth of game time here. But unfortunately, Cumberland's been susceptible to the pass all night. So, Barcola can throw the ball up there a couple times. You know, they may still have time on their side, but if Pirates convert here, it won't matter. I'm going to line up Wildcat again. Olmstead in the quarterback position. I'm going to move McMeekin in motion. Olmstead's going to throw it. Airs it out there. It's going to fall incomplete. Olmstead took a shot right as he threw it. I like the aggressiveness. Unfortunately, it didn't pan out. He's looking for Cameron Brown. And 
that'll bring up fourth down now, and I think Cumberland will have to punt it. Again, I don't mind the aggressiveness. But unfortunately, now you're going to have to pump the ball back to Arcola. As Harmon will block, get it blocked. It's blocked by Arcola. Arcola blocked it. Rather than saying Cumberland fell on it. Cumberland has it. I'm waiting for word, because if Cumberland has it, it'll be their football, I believe. I'm confused. It was fourth down. It will be our call of football. It'll be our call of football. I mean, either way, it would have been our call of football because it was fourth down. So it will be our call of football. Arcola will take over. 3.30 left to go in this ballgame. They trail 25-14. This Pirate defense has to stand up and make a stop here. Offset eye for Phillips. He got two wide receivers. He's going to hand it off. Looking for a running room up the middle. Not a lot there. For Morford. Give him about two. Two yards. Our Cole's got to start hurrying, though. 310 left. They're still down by two possessions. I mean, it's an 11 point game. They got to start hurrying here. Offset eye again for Phillips. Phillips going to throw. Under pressure. Throws the right side. It's going to be caught. Going to be caught. Diving catch out there by Barron. And give him about five on that one. On the little out route. Make it third and four. Offset eye again. Two wide receivers. Offset to the right for Phillips. Phillips looking to throw. Looking right. Now he's going to throw it up. It's going to be hit as he throws and incomplete. A big shot there right as he threw it. There are a couple Pirates who got back there. One of them who I know for sure I saw. That was Hunter Kemper. Got back there. Now bring up a fourth down now. Fourth and four. And it looks like they're going to kick a field goal. They're going to kick a field goal. Elizandro is on the field, and he'll kick a field goal here. 13 seconds left, though. And he's not even set up. I don't know if they'll even get this one off. He's got to hurry. Play clock's down to four. There's the snap. There's the kick. It's up. It's on the way. Missed it. Wide, or, wide left. Missed it. I mean, I guess you're down 11. You got to try and get three points there. That would make it a one point, you know, a touchdown, an extra, and a two point conversion away. But instead, it will be a turnover off the missed field goal. Second missed field goal of the game. And the Pirates will take back over. 227 left to go in this ballgame. They lead 25 to 14. And Arcola only has two timeouts left. You have to think, you know, you get a first down or two, and you'll have this game under control if you're the Pirates. They'll come out shotgun, empty backfield. Or Olmstead. 
Now we have discussion. I don't know who's discussing what. And they're going to move Cumberland back to the 20. I guess they said they had it at the wrong line originally. So it'll be first and 10 from the 20. Cumberland will come out empty backfield. Shotgun. Two wide receivers on the right, one on the left. And it will be Olmstead to keep it on the quarterback keeper. And he's going to go down after a gain of about two. Olmstead gain of two. And Arcola not yet calling a timeout. Second and seven. After a three-yard gain, not two, three yards. Almost says he got 78 yards on the night rushing. On 18 carries. There's Cumberland. Use up some clock here. Olmstead will line up again. Wildcat. McMeekin in motion. Takes the snap. This time he will pitch it out to McMeekin. McMeekin's looking for a running room. Nothing there. Loss of about two. And now we'll get that timeout from Arcola. Loss of two. This will set up a third down. Third and about nine here with 132 left to go. Arcola will call. Their second timeout. They'll be down to one timeout left with a minute 32. Again, if you're Cumberland, you get the first down here, you're home free. But unfortunately, it's third down. Third and nine. Ball in the 21. Arcola with a one timeout left. Cumberland's got to get a first down here to steal this ball game. And we'll see what the Pirates decide to do. Don't forget, coming up, we will have our country financial Curtis Walker, Lauren House will have a client play of the game. Gentry Small and Repair Defensive Player of the Game, as well as our Coffee and Cream Final Stats sponsor. <coughs> Excuse me. So here we go. Big third down. Cumberland will come out pistol. Two wide receivers on the right, one on the left. That is Kaiser beside Olmstead and McNeekin behind Olmstead. Olmstead's going to pitch it out to McNeekin. McNeekin looking for some running room on the right side. He's going to get down to the 25 and brought down close to the 30. And he'll be just short. And we'll get another timeout from Arcola, and this will be their last. Timeout Arcola, their final timeout. So Arcola will take their final timeout. Give McNeekin... We'll give him about about five on that carry. Step over. We got 184 yards on the night. Doesn't make it on 23 carries after five there. So now it will be third. Is it just third down? I thought it was fourth. I thought it was fourth. Yeah, so it will be fourth down. Fourth down. It, it is fourth down. The line thinks it's three on the far, you know, where, where the, the chain gang is. 
it says three. The scoreboard says third down, but I think it's fourth down. Yes, now they've changed it. It's fourth down. Fourth and three for the Pirates. Fourth and three for the Pirates. Cumberland's got to pick up the first down here. Fourth and three. A minute 21. Cumberland's going for it. Fourth and three. Fourth and three, and now we have uh, the officials are talking amongst each other. It's fourth down. Fourth down for the Pirates. They'll come out shotgun. Kaiser, the running back on the right-hand side. McNeek is going to move in motion from the slot position. Olmstead's going to keep it himself, and he's going to be short, I think. He's going to be just short. He tried to lunge at the last minute, but I think he's going to be just short. He will. Turnover on downs. Turnover on downs. But Cumberland will turn the ball over with one minute left to go. As the, the, the clock hasn't stopped. We got all kinds of confusions. I don't think Cumberland knew it was fourth down. It was. It was fourth down. They're going to reset the clock. We're going to reset the clock now. And then it should be a turnover on downs. Turnover on downs. It's Arcola football. Yes. Arcola football with 1.15 left to go. Arcola looking to throw. Aaron and out. Right side. It's Phillips. He's got a man incomplete. I'll bring up second and ten. So second and ten here. One ten left to go. Eleven point pirate lead. Carmelo trying to hold on. Arcola trying to make it interesting. A touchdown here would do that. Under center. Offset eye to the left. Two wide receivers for Phillips. And we got penalty flag. Ball starts on the fire. Or on Arcola, excuse me. So moving five back. So I'll make it second and 15. Ball will be on the 34. Now obviously, I think you're going to look to throw it. If you're Arcola, you can't really run the ball much with a minute 10 left and one timeout. Especially since they haven't gotten the big, you know, home run type of plays. I ain't running the football. So they'll come out. Offset eye to the right. Two wide receivers on the right-hand side as well. Phillips under center. Takes a snap. He's looking to throw. Looking right. Looking right. Aaron stepped up. Across the middle. Incomplete. Good coverage from Beerman on that one. <coughs> and then I'll bring up third down. Third and 15. Minute five left. And I don't know if Arcola is going to try would try another field goal from this 
spot. I mean, Elizondo had the the length of it. He just wasn't wasn't accurate. Missed it to the left. But we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Here we got a third and 15. Two wide receivers on the right-hand side. Offset eye to the right-hand side as well. Takes the snap. Does Phillips. Looking to throw. He's under pressure again. Throws it right side. It's going to be caught and brought down. That was nice on the catch. Give him about 11. Actually, give him about 8 on the catch. As our Colin, not really hurrying as much as they should. 40 seconds left. They got to get to the line. They got to get a play going. Fourth down. You got to get a playoff. And they will. Looking to throw is Phillips. Phillips under pressure. Airs it up across the middle into triple coverage and now falling complete. He had a man over there. Unfortunately, there were also three Pirates over there, and he overthrew it. And that'll be a turnover on downs. And with one timeout left and 27 seconds left, I don't know how much Arcola can really do to stop the Pirates at this point. Probably take two knees, and that'll do it. Got to take one, and Arcola will take the timeout. As Olmstead, it looks like we'll do that. Olmstead will take a knee. When we get a timeout, it doesn't look like we will. So our Cole will not get a timeout. They can't stop the clock again anyways. So the Pirates get out of here with the win tonight. Final score, 25-14. to 14. Cumberland gets a win. With the win, they improved to 4-2 and two on the season. Our Cole falls to 2-4 and four on the year. We will take a break. When we come back, we'll have a look at final stats. And the Pirates get the win tonight, 25-14. We'll be back in just a moment here on WCRA. Siding and anything in between. Find it all right at Scott's Building Center. Scott's can service your needs with lumber, hand power tools, plumbing, electrical supplies, paints, and stains. Plus, they offer a rental center. Scott's is the largest Milwaukee dealer in the area. Support your local teams with an Orca cooler and chaser with your team's logo. Check out scottsbuildingcenter.com and on Facebook for all their specials and store hours. Proud supporter of the Cumberland Pirates. If where you work just isn't working anymore, it's time to move up to Evapco in Greenup, where many employees have retired millionaires. Starting wages at Evapco range from $16.90 per hour to $22 per hour based on skills and experience. And life insurance is free. Receive profit sharing twice a year and enjoy exceptional health benefits like medical, dental, and vision insurance, along with a prescription drug plan. Evapco is looking for assembly mechanics, welders, machine operators, and general laborers. Make the move to Evapco. Apply at jobs.evapcomw.com. Equal opportunity employer your small business deserves big coverage and that's what cuts insurance and grinnell mutual provide we protect your future and your peace of mind with comprehensive and customized coverages you can rely on to run your business smoothly keep your sights set on the future trust in tomorrow contact dave cuts your local grinnell mutual agent at cuts insurance today for all your business insurance needs trust in tomorrow is a registered trademark of grinnell mutual reinsurance company 
Neal Tire and Auto Service has been serving the community for over 90 years, and they're 100% employee-owned. You entrust your vehicle to their team, and they don't take that lightly. They treat you better than family. The word tire may be in their name, but they offer much more, like diagnostics, brakes, suspensions, and alignments, just to name a few. Nothing beats a Neal deal. Visit them today at 205 East Madison Street in Toledo. Open weekdays till 5 and Saturdays till noon. They wish the best of luck to this year's Cumberland Pirates. Go Pirates! Windows, doors, siding, and anything in between. Find it all right at Scott's Building Center. Scott's can service your needs with lumber, hand power tools, plumbing, electrical supplies, paints, and stains. Plus, they offer a rental center. Scott's is the largest Milwaukee dealer in the area. Support your local teams with an Orca cooler and chaser with your team's logo. Check out scottsbuildingcenter.com and on Facebook for all their specials and store hours. Proud supporter of the Cumberland Pirates. If where you work just isn't working anymore, it's time to move up to Evapco in Greenup, where many employees have retired millionaires. Starting wages at Evapco range from $16.90 per hour to $22 per hour based on skills and experience. And life insurance is free. Receive profit sharing twice a year and enjoy exceptional health benefits like medical, dental, and vision insurance, along with a prescription drug plan. Evapco is looking for assembly mechanics, welders, machine operators, and general laborers. Make the move to Evapco. Apply at jobs.evapcomw.com. Equal opportunity employer your small business deserves big coverage and that's what cuts insurance and grinnell mutual provide we protect your future and your peace of mind with comprehensive and customized coverages you can rely on to run your business smoothly keep your sights set on the future trust in tomorrow contact dave cuts your local grinnell mutual agent at cuts insurance today for all your business insurance needs trust in tomorrow is a registered trademark of grinnell mutual reinsurance company Summer is winding down, and that means two things at Gentry Small Engine Repair. They're ready to service your outdoor equipment, like chainsaws and leaf blowers. Need repairs, parts, or something shiny and new? They can help kick off your season. Go see Gentry Small Engine to get your machines ready for fall and football season. Don't forget to have your generators spruced up and ready to roar for those tricky Illinois winters. Located on the north side of the square in Toledo, Gentry Small Engine is a very proud supporter of Cumberland Pirate football. At Country Financial, we're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through town. We're part of your community and help support the programs that make our neighborhood thrive. We take the time to get to know our clients. We know that every situation is unique and our goal is to understand yours so we can help you be confident about your financial security and your future. Call me, Curtis Walker. Or me, Lauren Holsapel-Clapp at 217-849-3011 to talk about how we can help ensure the future you're dreaming of is something you can proudly own no matter what it looks like. The Toledo Democrat has been keeping folks up to date on all the events in and around Cumberland County since 1857. Wes and Billy Chambers promise to keep that tradition alive at the Toledo Democrat. They're thankful for the opportunity to serve Cumberland County and their work hard to bring you up to date on the news and events in the area. The Toledo Democrat, your county newspaper says, let's go Pirates! Welcome in the Cumberland Pirates Football Post Game Show on 995-1077 WCRA. Welcome back, Cumberland High School. Pirates get the win tonight, 25 to 14. Let's take a look at that coffee cream final stats for you. First for you, said four for six throwing the football, a hundred yards through the air, one touchdown, twenty for seventy-nine running the football, one touchdown there as well. Blake McMeekin, twenty-three carries for 184 yards and one touchdown. 
three catches, 43 yards, and a touchdown. It was Kaiser, four carries for 40 yards and a touchdown. And Zach Harmon, one catch for 17 yards. Pirates had four penalties for 17 yards and 12 first downs. For Arcola, it was Brody Phillips throwing the football. He was six for 20 for 101 yards. And it was Barron, five carries for 20 yards, two catches for 35 yards. Lewis had two carries for four yards. Lindstrom, three carries for two yards. Uh, Henson Seiss had five carries for 23 yards, one catch for eight yards. Excuse me. Uh, Morford had 10 carries for 46 yards and two touchdowns. And Velasquez had two carries for 10 yards. And finally, it was Braden Phillips with three catches for 58 yards. Arcola, eight penalties, 55 yards. And they had seven first downs. And now it's time to announce our country financial. Curtis Walker, Lauren Holstapel Clap, play of the game. And my play of the game is going to go to the big 96-yard touchdown run by Blake McMeekin. You were backed up, start of the fourth quarter. And, you know, Arcola really could have taken some momentum, especially with how the game ended. And uh, you get the big 96-yard touchdown run. From McMeekin. So that's going to be our play of the game. Our defensive player of the game, Gentry Small Engine defensive player of the game. I'm going with the entire defensive line. It seemed like every time Marcola dropped back to throw, there was someone in the face running wise. There was no running room hardly at all, minus one or two plays. So to me, the defensive player of the game is going to be the entire defensive line for that Cumberland Pirate team. I think they did a great job on that D line side of getting in there and disrupting plays. So defensive player of the game is going to be the entire defensive line for the Cumberland Pirates. So Cumberland gets the win here tonight. Uh, big win for the Pirates with that win. They're now 4-2 and two and well on their way with a possibility of a playoff spot. Playoff, uh, you know, talk, talk to, uh, pregame about possibly a, a home game if you can get to seven wins. And I think, you know, that's what a goal for the Pirates probably has to be is trying to get those seven wins. So uh, while we have a moment, we're waiting for Coach to make his way up here. Let's check our first Neighbor Bank scoreboard update. Let me refresh here for just a second. As it's Mount Carmel, 42-20 to over Olney. That game in the fourth quarter. Carlinville, 45-20 over North Mac in the fourth quarter. Bill Grove, 55-12 to over Sarah Gordo in the fourth quarter. Shelbyville, 50-7 over Make Meridian in the fourth quarter. Greenville, 14-6 to over Vandalia. That game is a half last check. Clinton, 35-13 over Tuscola in the third quarter. It was Paris getting the one over Newton, 41-8. Robinson over Lawrenceville, 20-14. to That's surprising to me. I'm going to keep my eye on that one. That game in the third quarter at last check. Again, Robinson over Lawrenceville, 20-14 to at last look. Pena and Hillsborough tied at 21 in the fourth quarter. FM all over Taylorville, 35-12. to That game in the third quarter. Muhammad Seymour, 26-7 over Mount Zion. That game in the fourth quarter. Charleston, 50-21 to over Matt Tune. That game in the fourth quarter. It's Litchfield, 26-12 to over Gillespie at the half at last look. Arthur got the one over Nakoma, 43-23. to It is Warrensburg-Latham over Central A&M, 14-13. Casey Westfield, 55 to nothing over Marshall. That game is final as well. So that's kind of a look. Like I said, keeping my eye on that uh, Lawrenceville game. They're currently losing to Robinson, 20-14, to last I looked there. And Coach Watkins joining us here post-game. And uh, Coach, I'll, I'll admit it was a little hairy there at the end, but uh, Cumberland able to get out of here with a win here tonight. Yeah, just kind of a weird game there at the end, and we relied upon our defense. And, you know, I thought our defense played pretty well, mm-hmm. other than, you know, the jump balls. I mean, that's kind of 50-50 balls. Yep. And you got their receivers that sit at 6'2 or 6'3 going on, you know, Blake that's 5'5, five, 5'6. Five, five, mm-hmm. And, you know, they were able to 
get a couple of them there, and that kind of hurt us. But it's kind of kind of the bend, don't break, you know, give up a score too. But it, it feels really good to get back in the win column. Yeah, really good to get back in the win column. And, you know, I talked pregame, you know, the Summerlin defense has done a great job all season long, minus the Sullivan game, of really holding opponents. And part of that is the offense limiting how much the other team has with the, uh, the you know, the time of possession. But this Summerlin defense has done a good job, I think, all season long. Again, minus the Sullivan game of doing a great job of limiting and, and holding opponents kind of uh, under their season average, so to speak. Yeah, even the Sullivan game. I mean, that's, that's a talented offense. Yeah. When you yeah. look at what they're doing, I mean, 33 points isn't yeah. terrible. You know, no. I mean, mm-hmm. we turned the ball over and gave them a short field there that one time. So um, they're probably averaging 40 or 45. Maybe even, I mean, they've scored 50 a couple times. So mm-hmm. um, they're, they're playing well. I just, you know, gave Coach Alt Nussels there at the end. I said, thanks for, for bailing us out. You know, your defense has played played really really well um there's some still some things that we you know we've got to mm-hmm. work on but i thought for the most part we and it came with the game plan you know what they do offensively you know you can kind of read some stuff and i thought our kids did a good job we adjusted to some formations that i thought put us and coach all you know defense mm-hmm. coordinator put us in, in beneficial positions and um the kids did it and we were able to execute it and talking offensively i've kind of felt all season long that we've been waiting for the home run play you know cumberland has done a good job grinding drives and, and you know trying to finish them off we're waiting for the home run play. We've got a couple tonight. Kaiser with a big touchdown run, a big touchdown pass. McMeek in there at the start of the fourth quarter. Uh, and then, of course, the, the big run uh, from McMeek at 96 yards. Does that give you confidence going forward in this offense that we do have that big playability when needed? Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's, that's the thing is you either are, are kind of ground and pound, control the clock, you know, and or you you know you want to take a shot every once in a while. That's fine. Mm-hmm. The situation is right, but if you're ground and pound, you know you're looking to get three, four, five yards of time. So every play is critical, you know, to yeah. get that. So if you take a shot and you don't get it, no, now you're second ten. And you know, it's just it, we're still trying to kind of find our our identity mm-hmm. and what we want to do exactly. But like tonight, we had a favorable matchup with Blake one on one with that kid. He was playing kind of press coverage, mm-hmm. and, and Blake's going to beat anybody off the line of scrimmage. You know, he's quick enough, and um, he was able to do that on that long run down here. I kind of weird because it was running right towards us. And right. was like a hole you could drive a semi truck through. Mm-hmm. And Blake made a guy miss. And I thought he might get caught here. And then he cut back and just uh, just a nice individual play. But again, he had a he had a really big hole there um, to run through. So cats um, off to the to the offense on those plays. Absolutely. And one person I was really impressed with tonight was Olmstead. Uh, both throwing the ball four for six, very accurate throwing the ball, hundred yards and a touchdown pass, but also running the ball. Twenty carries, seventy nine yards and a touchdown tonight. Haven't quite seen that out of him yet this season. I thought it was a big step in the right direction yeah, for him and the tired offense. It was huge. You know, maybe that's that's on me for not getting more carries. But as we get down the road and defenses, you know, we saw it last week. You know, they zeroed it. Even this week, play goes in motion. You got three guys going with him. We're going to have to have guys step up. You mm-hmm. know, and Bo's one that you know that, that stepped up tonight. Um, Grant's one. You know, if we can if he can learn to hang on to the football, you know, I, he, he he is an asset to us. You know, if he can do that. And at some point, you know, we got to maybe get some of those sophomores, you know, Caden McMeekin or, mm-hmm. or Logan Gerhardt, or you know, a few touches too, because we just can't have Blake, you know, carrying the ball or, or touching the ball 30, 35 times a game if we want to be successful because defenses are going to, you know, kind of, you know, zero in on him and focus on him. We got to have, have other guys, you know, make some plays. And one of those uh, kind of younger guys who's made a couple of plays the past couple of games, Zach Harmon, uh, another catch tonight for 17 yards as well. And Cumberland, four penalties tonight, 17 yards. I know you got to be happy with that. No turnovers as well. Definitely got to feel good about that. Yeah, yeah. What's what we told the kids for the game? We got to get that stuff figured out. Now we did have a turnover on downs. You know, yep. it wasn't a fumble, it wasn't an interception. We did have a punt block. We've got to get that. There's yep. a lot of stuff we got to clean up, like especially on the special team side of things. Um, so there's always mm-hmm. things that you can work on, but it just feels like a relief, you know, yep. to, to get back in the win column and get four and two and put ourselves in a position.
position. You know, we feel like going forward, you know, get a couple more wins, get win next week, you're playoff eligible, and then kind of improve your seed, you know, week eight and nine. Well, let's talk about next week. Uh, kind of an oddity, playing on a Saturday. You know, we talked about, oh, Saturday regular season kind of gets you ready for that playoff atmosphere. Having an extra day here now to get ready for Tri-County, a team that uh, hasn't been playing quite, or I know they want to be at the start of the season. What are you expecting out of the team heading into the Tri-County matchup next week? Well, it's, it is a really weird week. And to top everything off, we don't have school Friday, so just something mm. something else, you know, that's, that's different. So um, we got to repeat, you know, we do a pregame the night before. We're going to do a pregame and then pregame meal Friday night, and then we're going to get the kids up early. We're going to come and have a walkthrough. You know, I've got this already figured out. Mm-hmm. Walk through, um, feed them, you know, when we get there, some subway and stuff, and just try to, you know, just be as routine-oriented as you can, even though it's, it's totally different. Um, but we, I'm expecting the kids to come in Monday, you know, ready to, you know, study, get better mm-hmm. with the opponent. Um, they run an offense that we've seen like three, three or four times this year already. They run a wing T. So um, we've practiced against that multiple times, and that's what you saw here tonight yep. most of the time. So it runs a lot of the same plays, so we should be familiar with that. So I'm looking that, – that makes me feel good. Um, defensively, we'll just have to kind of see what they do, and, and hopefully we can have some plays that we can exploit um, their defense on. Uh, Coach, I wanted to ask you again real quick before we get out of here. Uh, offensively, um, Pirates, you know, starting off the season so well offensively. The past couple of games, it's kind of been a little iffy, spotty offensively. Has that been a change in philosophy of trying to grind it a little more and just, just hold on to the ball and, and push it downfield a little bit more than maybe those first couple of games? I think so. Um, and, you know, that first game was against their Gordo, mm-hmm. and, you know, they're, they won a game. You know mm-hmm. I mean? Maybe not the best team in the conference, so we look pretty good against that. Right. You know, we're going to look okay against teams that maybe aren't successful, but when it comes – you know, time where we've got to we got to grind. You know, I'm you know we're taking kind of I don't want to big the picture cart, put the cart before the horse. You know, but playoffs and stuff. We're mm-hmm. gonna have to get in games. We're gonna kind of like that. You know, we're gonna have to learn to grind stuff out. So um, if we can do that, and then you know have some big play potential here here and there, if we see coverages that we mm-hmm. want to exploit. I mean, that's that's kind of the the recipe for success. And we're gonna have to get lucky too. You know, when you get in the playoffs. And speaking of playoffs, one last thing because I brought it up in pregame. I wanted to get your thoughts on it. How important is it to host a week one? playoff game to avoid a possible KZ matchup? Um, that, I, I mean, I think hosting is always good. It's yeah. always so convenient and you just never know what's going to happen. You yeah. know, you never know where the stuff, you can get an idea when you get kind of week eight, week mm-hmm. nine, you know, but then you have upsets and you just don't know. I just don't want to get on a bus and have to drive three and a half hours right. like we did last year. And that's, we've done that in the past before. I think it's an advantage, you know, week one, you saw us against Rushville, they had a three-hour mm-hmm. bus ride. I think that was an advantage. Week two, we go to Greenfield, we're on a three-hour bus ride advantage for them. So just getting that home playoff game um, and just sleeping, you know, in your own beds and getting mm-hmm. up, and um, I think it's a, it's, it's a definite advantage. All right, Coach. Well, we will talk to you later on in the week, and we'll talk to you next Saturday over there in Oakland to Contract County. All right. Thank you very much, Eric. Appreciate it. Coach Watkins joining us here on the postgame show. We greatly appreciate it. And for Will back in the studio, getting us on and off the air, this is Eric Fry signing off, and we'll talk to you next Saturday when the Pirates take on Tri County. Until then, have a great and a safe rest of your weekend. Don't forget, WCRA AM will be down tomorrow starting about 8 a.m. Do not panic. It is for routine tower maintenance, as well as the FM will be down intermittently throughout the day. Again, do not panic. It is part of routine maintenance. Thanks again for listening to this broadcast. Cumberland Pirate Football here on WCRA. Financial, we're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through town. We're part of